Hello there, my name's Neil David and I'm the host of Eurograps Express, the podcast exclusively dedicated to the wrestling of Europe. If it's wrestling and it happens in Europe and it's good, we talk about it. Whether it's RevPro, Progress, WXW, Passion Pro, Pro Wrestling Chaos, Pro Wrestling North, we don't care, we talk about them all. If it's good and it's exciting, I want to share it with you. We're on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Check us out on the feed. Check us out on Twitter at Eurograps EXP. And join us for chat about European wrestling and a little bit of chat about cheese. Hopefully see you there. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. What do you guys want to talk about? You are listening to the flagship podcast with your hosts, Joe Lanza. If this story was any good, maybe you people would understand it. You don't even understand the story. It only goes over everybody's head. How great can it be? Maybe they need to talk more during these matches. And Rich Crage. This is my entire life's goal is to be a WWE superstar, and now I am the NXT Women's Champion. You can take that. If you want that, great. Good for you. I want MJF talking about getting roadhead. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I want out of my wrestling. Call me old-fashioned, Joe. And we are live on the flagship podcast. I am Rich. He is Joe. Joe, what's happening? It is WrestleMania weekend, baby. Let's go. I love the intro as you making fun of those terrible... Roxanne Perez promos. And then the most terrible one was this week. I can't wait to talk about that promo. The most terrible thing. Not even promo, package, story. I cannot wait. We we will get to that when we talk about NXT thing. I'm so glad you saw what I do not think is getting enough. uh, Love isn't the right right, uh, scorn, I guess, or enough attention. Like one of the worst things I have ever seen on on a major league wrestling show that Roxana Perez and Shawn Michaels thing this week just brutal on all levels. I, you're you're not kidding. I, I, I it, it's not hyperbole. I don't think you're exaggerating. That is one of the worst pro wrestling segments I have ever laid eyes on, in in a major league company or anything resembling a major league company. I I I can't believe they they put shit like that on the air. You know, it's just, and it's not even all on the performers. I mean. It just the, the 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 fact that they would format segments like that, but that's why NXT is just it's it's the absolute shits. But we'll get to that later. We're gonna we're gonna bury NXT plenty like we always do. I can't fucking I I've run out of words to describe how much I loathe NXT. Oh, it is it's, so it's when, just, when when you put pen to paper on this card that they're presenting this weekend. It really shines a light on just like how fucking terrible that show is and how I, I still don't think enough people realize how bad NXT is. And I know it's probably because most people aren't watching uh, or if you do watch, like maybe you just, you know, check in on the uh, on the on the monthly shows or whatever, the specials or you watch some of the main events. But I really think people are just, just straight up not watching anymore because it does not get enough focus and attention for how awful it is how bad the stories are, how bad the, the gimmicks are, how badly they're using people. It is it just and you're the, gonna find when, when we present preview, the presentation it's, it's the presentation brutal the it's so it's bad so bad it's like a bunch of it's like this degrassi junior high bullshit fucking television production with with terrible acting and uh why can't they just do a pro wrestling show rich <laughs> no i don't know i don't know 
You know, it, it's so bad. Unwatchable. I have to question. I have to question. I've said this before, and it might be harsh. We're off to a great start here. We're going to bury a lot of shows. Oh, yeah, get uh, ready. Crack those knuckles, baby. Crack those uh, knuckles, baby. We're mad. We're bothered. I mean, this is a, this is a, might sound harsh, but I, I have to question any adult who sits down and genuinely enjoys NXT. I have to question you. There's something wrong with you. If you if you sit down on Tuesday nights and slap your hands together and rub them together. <laughs> Get that bowl of right? popcorn, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that little snack. Ding, ding. The, the microwave goes off. You go, oh, nice. You know, you walk over yeah. there. You, you shake the bag a little bit so, you know, all the butter gets all over the place. You rip that bad boy open. You can put it in a bowl a little, if you want. If you're a bowl guy, that's fine. Maybe you have one of those plastic things that looks like the movie theater uh, popcorn. Or you just, you know, straight out of the bag, bowl. The, the plastic thing that I'm talking about, whatever, you rip that open, you sit down, you slap the hands and go, all right, NXT, baby. Let's see what Chase used up to this week. Yeah. Little, <laughs> little beverage, little beverage, adult or otherwise. You know, some cream soda, a can of cream soda next to you. You're ready to go. Yeah. Put your feet up on the ottoman and, uh, yeah, you're ready for <laughs> yeah. Ottoman or the lazy, you, you, you pull the lever on the lazy boy. It goes back. You lean back and you go. All right. Ah, I want to see what Fallon Henley's got in store for tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Looking Will Brooks to Jensen and Fallon Henley fuck? I don't know. We're going to find out tonight. Maybe. Ah, ha, ha, he's a virgin. <laughs> yeah. You know? I can't wait to see what kind of dumb faces Thea Hale makes this week. You know, who's enjoying this? I have to question you. I have to question you. You can't be a functioning adult with a real job and responsibilities and half a fucking brain in your skull if if you genuinely play out the scenario that we just laid out for you on Tuesday nights and genuinely enjoy that show. That after two hours, you take your remote, you, you click the TV off, and you go, ah, that was a satisfying night of <laughs> Right, I need I a mean, cigarette after that one. <laughs> Time for a little time for a little buttermilk, and then I'm gonna hit the sack. You, you can't, you can't. I can't accept it. I can't buy it because I, I just I can't. I, I almost feel like that show is so bad that it, it's tongue in cheek, and they know it's horrendous. Because I, I, I how they can't think it's good, right? The people making uh, it. Like they know well, it's, well, I don't know about that. Uh, isn't I, it a? It's it's listen. It's a two hour Saturday Night Live parody sketch that's really what it is right and they're, and they're self-aware rich please tell me they're self-aware. i god i would hope that uh, uh one uh, michael hickenbottom is self-aware but i'm not sure he is I, I i don't know i i can't give you a definitive i would love to i would love to say yes they know it sucks and they're fine with it i felt like the early nxt 2.0 they knew that it sucked like the the when, when vince sent bruce pritchard down there to, to throw some paint all over everything and fire all the old guys or whatever i felt they kind of knew all right the tony d'angelo stuff when it started like ah yeah a little in cheek at this point i don't know if they believe that this is actually the true way to create wwe superstars or not like that that's that's where i don't know like i think they did start out being like all right yeah we're gonna strip this thing down to its core uh and build it back up or whatever but now we're what a year and a half or whatever into this yeah i think yeah at the beginning i think maybe it was sort of like you know um they've kind of changed in recent years because of the times that we're in but remember when when hooters broke through in the 90s or whatever their 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 slogan was um you know delightfully tacky uh but proud of it or whatever whatever it was they were self-aware of what they hooters was very self-aware of what they were and it was kind of like 
they were in on the joke, right? I feel like what you're saying is early NXT 2.0, they were in on the joke. They knew it was, but now I think Shawn Michaels, like you're saying, is taking this shit seriously. And he thinks he's creating great television. I think he thinks he's creating great television and I'll disagree with you somewhat. I think that they think they're creating WWE superstars with this formula. And I got to tell you, if this is the future of <laughs> oh WWE, my God. <laughs> I, listen, for me, that company's hanging on by a thread already. Like, I can barely tolerate that company already. If this is what it's going to be in five, ten years, like, this is the template, I, I can't, Rich. We're finally going to have to cut bait with it. I cannot because I find NXT so off-putting. I, I mean this. I'm saying it with my chest, and I mean it with every fiber of my being. NXT 2.0 in its current form is the worst major league pro wrestling I have ever laid my eyes on. Any any era of impact, any era of WWE, even late stage Vince McMahon, Raw, this is worse. Because I don't know what the fuck this is supposed to be. I don't know what it is. It's just bad. It's just bad. You you can that Roxanne Perez Shawn Michaels thing. I, I, it is so <laughs> irredeemably awful. Awful. I think I might play the audio on on, on this uh, uh, on this show. You, you won't be able to hear it, but you've seen it. But when we do get to the preview, I think I think I need to play that audio because again, I just do not think enough people are talking about how bad it is. It's it's it is it is otherworldly terrible. And like there was the last time that I played some NXT thing, and you're like, eh, I don't think that's any worse than any normal te- you know bad NXT thing. You agree with me with, that this was like I was. My my jaw dropped watching it with how awful it was, how very clearly Shawn Michaels and Roxanne Perez were not in the same room. They had a stand-in Shawn Michaels uh, for the rack focus or whatever so that they could pretend that they were in the same room together. And then it, it, it ends with um, a cut to the whatever whatever they call their their arena now. Who the fuck cares what it is or whatever. And all the wrestlers that are in the ladder match all are all standing around like pointing and, and smiling and gesturing or whatever. And then all of a sudden here's Roxanne Perez with her title in like this abyss of darkness, holding her title up and nodding and smiling. And you could tell that like she wasn't there when they filmed this. She right. was like clearly other. They, they put that in later. They filmed this thing with Michaels later. Roxanne wasn't with Michaels when she filmed it. It's so bad. It's just the, all the collection. And it's like, this is WWE. And we're a week out of WrestleMania for NXT. Like, God damn. Remember, we used to come onto these preview shows. We used to come onto these preview shows and say, like, the safest bet in wrestling is an NXT takeover. Like, you, no matter what we talk about Mania Weekend, like, just fucking throw it all away. Watch TakeOver. Just watch it. Just make sure you watch TakeOver because it's going to deliver. That's this, this is NXT now. This is where we're at right now. And and this show, is, is it looks awful on paper. And, yeah, I'm, I'm going to play that audio later when we, when we preview NXT. I, I think people need to wrap their head around just how bad this whole thing was. It, it just, just I, I it, It's unconscionable how terrible it was. I remember when I was uh, writing reviews for Fighting Spirit magazine, and um, I, I, I was I was on the, the NXT beat for the takeovers, and um, uh, the boss over there, Brian Elliott, he 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 finally he broke and finally told me one time he goes, please do not open up the NXT review with NXT takeover is the safest bet. In <laughs> it's the, the most boring lead. You write it every single would, time, Joe. Yeah. Every time <laughs> right. I, I wrote that lead for like three years straight for every NXT review I ever wrote until he finally put his foot down and, uh, and said, uh, stop writing that Joe just stop. 
so um so yeah no they they were you know the 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 takeovers were great and then they then they got a little too into themselves and kind of smelling your own farts with the gargano chiampa stuff towards the end but my god even the worst of that era is just is it's it's at least it was pro wrestling at least it vaguely resembled pro wrestling i don't know what the fuck nxt is now it's just these uh really bad um community theater actors portraying pro wrestlers because the wrestling itself isn't any, is terrible too like there's not even any good wrestling on the show it's it's uh they're they're it, it's it, it's almost like they're taking theater professionals and teaching them how to bump it, it it's the most bizarre <laughs> that, strange thing i will say that is unfortunately a uh, a slight against theater professionals because theater professionals would not talk like this Oh yeah, and these people are. Te- don't get me wrong; none of them are good <laughs> it's, at, at the acting part it's of it. It's only slightly better than porn acting, and I feel like even that sometimes is a little bit demeaning to porn acting. I've had uh, there has been it, much more believable stuff that I've watched than Roxanne Perez saying, "Sean, you never thought about the next year's WrestleMania. You only thought about what was ahead for you." <laughs> it's like there's nothing. I've never ever seen anything worse on porn, and, I, and trust I me, Joe. I know you've seen a lot. Oh, whoa. <laughs> I'm just saying, you're a man that I think enjoys the adult uh, uh, film industry, right? I think we all dabble down <laughs> Of course. Of I course, mean, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not some kind of porn fiend. Who was that guy on the Observer board back in the day who was like, did the porn reviews and knew and, 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 <laughs> broke, and like broke down? <laughs> no, do you remember yeah, that guy? I do. That and was broke, weird. Yeah. He would, he would break down the work rate of the scenes and. You know, he, like wrestling, he'd be like, it's not good. With I want to see this person work with this person. I think, you'd have, you know, like he. It's like, I mean, you know, I I would never, you know, I'll 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 put some porn on on a dark, lonely night now and then and rub one out. But I'm not like matching up porn stars because I think they'd have good chemistry on screen. And I'm not like star rating the scenes that I watch. Yeah, or, or guy, having I, like I, dream matches. Ah, oh, you know what? If, if, if Starless Sensation ever get a run with you yeah. know, Tony Tony Nipples, man. Oh God, that would be magic. That would be magic. But you he, know he, he'd rank them. He would rank them like the PWI five hundred. <laughs> right. Like the yes. You know what it was it? His name was Jim Bob. That's who it was. Jim right? Bob, Jim yes. Bob. Jim Bob. That's right. That a perfect name for a guy that reviews porn on a wrestling uh, message board. Jim Bob. Yeah. Jim Bob. No, but you're right. It is sub porn level acting. I mean, I've seen Natasha Nice nail some scenes, you know, much better than than some of these people on NXT do. Um, and they all have poor names too. Like if they're like if a wrestler showed up in NXT named Natasha Nice, you'd you that's totally believable. For sure, absolutely. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're, they're all porn names. They they all look like porn. It looks like uh, it's sub. It's like way worse than soap operas, right? Like it's, it's oh yeah, worse yeah. Than soap oh, for opera sure, acting. for sure. And that's like the lowest form of of television acting is soap opera acting, right? It, it it's probably about on par with average porn acting. It's probably better than the worst porn acting you've ever seen, but I think it's worse than the best porn acting you've ever seen. Yeah, that, yeah, I, I, I think that's it. exactly where I would put it. Yeah, there there has been I have seen stuff where I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that, that's. It, but there, the, yeah, there there's some stuff that's worse than this. It is right in between. It it is mid level porn acting basically. Yeah. Yeah. And then 
And then you don't even get to watch people fuck. No, like, yeah, you like, always kind of, even... every time I'm done watching NXT, it's like a segment happens. I'm like, all right, here we go. And I'm like, oh, yeah, right. It's just like Keanu James is just going to wrestle now. And I'm like, ah, oh, all right, fair enough. And they're, they're, all, they're all porn characters, too. Like, you know, like Keanu James is a fucking porn character. Tony D'Angelo's like delivering pizza in a porn. Yeah. Like they're all the fire. Isle of Dawn. Yeah. 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 All of them, you know? Yeah. I, you're right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fire and Dawn. They'd be in those scenes that start with the fucking castle. Right. <laughs> Everyone knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> I yeah, don't. That's where you get a little. I don't, but I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Yeah, yeah, you do, Rich. Yeah, you do. Everyone's seen the castle, the armory, the fucking, uh, yeah, that's it. Those are the scenes they'd be in, you know. And then the scene starts, and they've got to be guy, like, like hot tied goth down. girl gets, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like hot goth girl in all caps or whatever. Yeah, you know? she, yeah. She's got she's got a guy tied down to a torture board, with fucking <laughs> right, right. with with a, with a ball gag, and she's wearing a strap on. Like that's that's what you know. That's what you know. They're all everyone on that show is a porn character. Yeah, the Creed it's, brothers are just like you know, dumb jock takes it from hot mill for whatever. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, they're, that's they're the like, creeds. They, you know, they, no, no, no. The, the, the creeds walk in on their stepmom stuck in a dryer. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what they are. Okay, <laughs> they're, they're, they're stepmom fuckers. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They definitely are. Yeah, their mom is stuck in the dryer, you know. Gallus yes, feels like the type of guys with, like, glory holes. They feel like glory hole guys, right? Who are glory hole guys? Uh, Gallus. Gallus. Uh, Wolfgang's a glory hole guy. That's what <laughs> they they kind of look like they are, right? Uh, sure. Yeah, <laughs> Chase you know, U is sense. just obviously like, you know, high school, oh, God, like, I mean, yeah, you know, like, you know, yeah. innocent teen, <laughs> like experiments but, 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 or whatever. <laughs> right. But they have to make it a point to tell you they're 18 at some <laughs> right, point right. before the scene starts. 18 year old high school student learns, and you're like, oh, I don't know. This is. They, they always have I'm to make it a point. One, just in case. Like, I'm, I'm staying away from this one. There must be some kind of laws, right? Because, like, the thumbnail, everybody looks 38. But then, you know, you click it, and it's like, uh, in the dialogue, you're always like, I just turned 18. Like, before, they have to get that out of the way. Just like in the stepmom videos, they always, someone always has to say, but you're my stepmom. <laughs> yeah, isn't right? this they, weird? You're my stepmom. And they go, it's not that weird. We're not really related. <laughs> it's like, oh, I guess right, you're okay. right. <laughs> so, there's obviously some kind of law. Like, for you can't sure. depict, for sure. Like, blood relatives or, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, no, NXT is the fucking shits. But, um, Man, what what a hot start this week. <laughs> we are um, off and firing, yeah. Uh, Christopher Ellis in the middle of the chat Maybe this I don't know this, so hopefully you'll know it. Um, Shawn Michaels is the Gre- Greg Land of wrestling. I don't know who Greg Land is. Are you aware of Greg Land? Uh, Greg Land. No, I don't oh, know. Oh, it looks like he's a comic Greg book Land. artist. I thought he was some porn guy. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right. Oh, I, I, oh come on, no, who uh, who cares? Comic <laughs> yeah. book guy. Yeah, don't get don't uh, get start on a on a, a comic book artist yeah. anyway. Um, okay, so yeah, we we are going to preview all uh, of WrestleMania weekend stuff coming up very shortly here on the show. We'll talk about the main main shows, uh, focusing primarily on Ring of Honor, uh, primarily on WrestleMania, the two nights of WrestleMania, uh, NXT, the aforementioned NXT. We will get to uh, and a few other things as well: New Japan and Impact, uh, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. Uh, the WrestleCon Super Show, uh, Janela's Spring Break 7, and then, you know, Gringo Locos, I think the world on Lucha probably deserves a little bit of a spotlight. And then, yeah, we'll see about all the other. If we have time, we'll go over the other stuff. But if you really want, like, 
every single show covered in excruciating detail. Uh, the Voice Wrestling Podcast Network, I did about nine hours worth of, of previews for pretty much every show. I think we covered like 95% of the shows that are going on WrestleMania weekend. So uh, that's available on the Voice Wrestling Podcast Network feed uh, as well as YouTube if you want to go and listen to those. But yeah, if there's a specific show that we don't get to and you're like, oh, man, I, I cover it all. I cover it all with different people. I cover it all at the beginning of the show in the intro. Like you, you, there is plenty of ways to be previewed about these shows that I'm positive you don't really actually care about that much. But trust me, we care. Uh, so if you care, Voice of Wrestling, a podcast network, or YouTube, uh, all this stuff is on there. But yeah, we'll, we'll do that a little bit later, cover all the, the, the major shows. Uh, we are also going to touch on some quick hitter news items in, in the world of uh, uh, pro wrestling. Uh, first things, you know, we'll talk about Nick Khan and, and the recent comments that he had uh, on an interview, a sports media uh, a podcast where he talked a little bit about Vince McMahon, talked a little bit about rights fees, a little bit about a, a potential uh, change in how they deliver their, their, their PLEs, their premium live events, and some other stuff uh, as well. We have John Moxley uh, fighting back against uh, CM Punk a little bit, making his word uh, or, you know, getting his word out there uh, on his wife's podcast, on Renee's uh, podcast podcast the the session it's not oral sessions anymore right it's just the sessions or whatever should be oral i, I, I like to better with oral sessions but uh <laughs> i'll talk about i'll talk about that uh, kaito kiyomiya may have found a way out of uh carrying bags uh for keiji muto and, and potentially getting uh, a job from wwe uh, it looks like he is not going to be making it uh, to los angeles but we'll talk uh, a little bit about that and then a few other things here and there but uh, uh joe this is also a pretty important weekend uh, in our sports lives, because because baseball starts tomorrow, man. Like WrestleMania weekend's happening, baseball's happening, things are going on in the world, man. It it, it is wild. When's that Final Four? Isn't the Final Four this weekend too? Yeah. Holy crap! Unbelievable. What yeah. a sports weekend. It's a lot happening. It's a good thing I have four TVs. You're gonna need all four of them to watch Creighton and San Diego State oh. versus. Uh... So now, yeah, everybody knew this was gonna happen, right? With like this year's Final Four. Like, I saw some people surprised, but, like, everybody that I saw predicted was, like, who the fuck knows? This one's going to be wild. Like, who cares? You know, and I, I know San Diego State beat great, and I, I, I forget who San Diego State's facing. I don't follow college basketball enough to know. So, um, but, yeah, everybody kind of realized it was going to be an insane, weird, like, Final Four this year, right? Yeah, I don't think. I mean, nobody would have picked San Diego State and Florida Atlantic and Miami and, and UConn uh, on purpose that that combination i mean uconn people a lot of people thought we're going to go to the final four but the other three not a chance you know, yeah. but, but but you're right in that this year everybody knew the tournament was going to be wild and unpredictable and it's going to be like that until you know this is a whole new world with the nil and the transfer portal and all this so like you know miami for example i mean they're they're through the through the city i mean the mayor is involved they're paying millions of dollars in nil money to to the to the basketball players uh to get you know, recruits to come and recruits and transfers to come to Miami. And here they are in the final four, you know, um, you know, Florida Atlantic, same, same thing. They've done a really good job with the transfer portal and, and they were a really good team coming in. They were like 30 and three coming into the tournament, but because they played in a smaller conference, people didn't really know about them. Um, but yeah, no, this is, the, this is how college basketball is now. It's, it's, it's at least for now until these coaches figure it out. Uh, it's not going to be a situation where you get, three number one seeds and they're all blue bloods, you know, Duke, North Carolina and Kentucky or, you know, UCLA or, or Michigan state or whatever. And then maybe you get one Cinderella. That's a five seed or something. Yeah. You're, that's you're how George, you're George be, Mason's right? and all, and those sort of teams. And well, not even like I'm saying, oh, you're like saying, maybe Oh, I see seed. like a five, seed, not like a fully out of nowhere. Completely. You're like, yeah. Whoa, a six seed went to the final four. Now, like any seed can go to the final four. Now, yeah. like, you know, you, 
you know, when George Mason did it as a 14 seed or whatever, that really was an anomaly to go as, you know, now, you know, you got a nine seed there. It's, you know, you had, uh, you know, Loyola Chicago a couple years ago, and it's, it's, it's going to stay like this for a while um, through a combination of factors. And also, you know, any legitimate, there's no star players in college basketball anymore because, you know, the, the early entry into the NBA. And um, so it's going to, it's going to be, wild and unpredictable and i guess some people think that's good um and some people think it's kind of shitty because you know it all depends what your values are as a sports fan but um no to get back to the question you asked me before i went babbling on for four minutes every you're correct everyone expected it to be unpredictable even if they didn't you know choose these four teams to be the ones to get through. Right. Very few people probably thought that Florida Atlantic University would have a chance at the national championship. Yeah. So <laughs> there's a chance that Florida there's a chance that Florida Atlantic will play San Diego State in the final and that would be an all mid major <laughs> oh final. God. Can you imagine? I, yeah. I am so ready for it. I'm sure well CBS well CBS isn't ready CBS for it, is but... not ready for it. No they are not. They're gonna be doing a lot of buybacks on a lot of those ad buys. Oh I'll tell you what though the tournament's been crushing it. Yeah yeah in the ratings and uh the women's tournament has been crushing it too. So, but, but I think of Florida Atlantic, um, San Diego state final. Yeah. That, yeah, I don't know. The, the hot streak for the uh, tournament uh, might end. There, that might be but, a bridge um, too far for, for some people, but yeah, I, mean, I welcome it. I welcome the yeah. chaos, but, uh, but no, let, let's, let's, I mean, we'll, we'll real quickly, and then we'll get to the news and all the previews and stuff. But yeah, I mean, we got, we got baseball. It's here. Our two crappy teams. I, this weekend are, is ridic- it's just ridiculous. I was looking at the mania schedule and we're going to go over what we're doing uh, in a minute, I guess right now, but I'm looking at some of these windows and it's like Reds game, uh, WrestleMania shows, bad college basketball. It's like I, four TVs isn't enough. Like I'm out of screens on some of these windows on some of these next four days. Uh, I really wish baseball would have started the week before or the week after. Yeah, this too early. Too, too early. You know, but yeah, it happens every year because people always say like, "Oh, when you you guys should do a baseball intelligentsia for like the Patreon." I'm always like, "Yeah, that's a good idea." Like in the middle of the summer, I think like, "Yeah, that's a pretty good idea." And then I always forget. I'm like, "Why don't we do that? We should just do that." You know, you and I shoot the shit about baseball for like two hours on the Patreon or whatever. And then I remember it's like almost always the same weekend as the beginning of WrestleMania weekend. I'm like, I'm not going to get on and talk about baseball for two hours. We got like a thousand wrestling shows to talk about, and you know, two. 20,000 hours of wrestling over the next couple of days. Like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I don't need to be talking about baseball during this week. And then it sucks. Cause then it's like, you can't do a baseball preview show. Like next week, that's hack. Like, all right, who do I think is going to win? I'm like, well, I don't know. Like this team's already you know, one in seven. Like, I, you know, it, it's, I, I don't know. I, I, I would, I would love to do something like that, but it's, it always comes at like the worst possible time. It's, 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 it tends to always be, like you said, this WrestleMania weekend and it's just a very overwhelming sports weekend. The, the New York WrestleMania weekend baseball started that weekend because I remember watching the Reds games on my phone while I'm, while I was at these shows. Um, yeah, I, I wish they would miss each other by a week. It would make things a lot more convenient. Um, and before you get deluged on the Twitter feed, um, Florida Atlantic is playing San Diego State in the final. Oh, so okay, one of them okay, is okay. one of them is guaranteed a shot at the national championship um so yeah they're on the same side of the bracket but um but yeah there's just this this is a this is a crazy weekend i already told my wife i'm like hey, i 
I have way too much to do. From... <laughs> I'm, I'm worthless. I'm worthless this weekend. Thursday to Sunday, just leave me the fuck alone. I can't participate in anything. I, you know, I. So, including up to possibly seven audio shows, <laughs> not counting this one. Yep. Not counting the the dynamite review. I don't even know where I'm squeezing. Oh that my god! Me. Yes, you just have to do that. No, you know what? I, you know, what I'm gonna do. I'm when we're done here. I'm going to watch Dynamite and then do the Dynamite review in the middle of the night. That's what I'm going to do. So the Dynamite review will be up in the wee hours of Wednesday morning slash uh, Wednesday night slash Thursday morning. I can't possibly squeeze it in tomorrow. So um, live production meeting. I'm going to do the Dynamite review late tonight. So that'll be out early. Tomorrow, wall-to-wall WrestleMania shows. The... Ring of Honor, Tony Khan, media call. So we'll have our usual coverage in the flagship disc, in the flagship channel of our Discord of the live media coverage of the Tony Khan call, um, which people prefer that because on Twitter, you got 19 people tweeting. None of them know what they're doing anyway. I give you the pertinent information you need from the media call in one neat and tidy place. I cut out all the bullshit. So we'll cover that as we always do. Plus... I'll do my little write-up of my analysis of the media call tomorrow and get that posted sometime with the audio, with the unedited audio that we post. So we have that tomorrow on top of wall-to-wall WrestleMania shows on Thursday. And then the plan for tomorrow is we will have our first WrestleMania weekend wrap-up show. The Thursday night wrap-up show will be done tomorrow in the wee hours, late Thursday, early Friday. Probably just me because for the culture is starting at two o'clock central. So Rich is not going to be, Rich has to go to work the next day, early in the morning. So after for the culture ends at maybe 4am or whatever, I will do the Thursday WrestleMania wrap up show. And that'll be on all of your, on the $5 feed by early Friday morning. And looking at the schedule, even with the ROH media call, even with Red's opening day, I think I could watch every single show. So um, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine, ten, eleven. There's 12 shows on Thursday. Now, three of them go head to head Bloodsport, the Mark Hitchcock Memorial Super Show. And one of the Circle Six shows. Yeah, Ma- Mama All Kogar's Star- Delicate Flowers will all be at the same time. That's actually the Vinny Massaro show, but yeah. Um, oh, sorry, actually yes, goes yes, head yes. To head you're right, all, you're right, you're right. But it goes head-to-head with s- multiple Circle Six shows because they're only one-hour shows. Um, of course, there's like four shows on this whole weekend that I want to watch, and two of them go head-to-head. <laughs> of course, like, yeah. So Bloodsport and Hitchcock Memorial Show. So some of these go head-to-head. Um, but other than that, I think I can watch everything. I'm going to blow off the DDT show because that goes head to head with the new Japan impact multiverse show. I'm going to watch that instead because I don't like DDT anyway, rich. You're going to watch the DDT show, yep. correct? Yep. Got it. So at some point this weekend, you're going to get a DDT review. It won't be from me on the Thursday wrap up show though, because I'm going to watch the multiverse show instead and they're head to head. I'm going to try to watch Bloodsport and the and the Hitchcock show at the same time. We'll see how that goes. 
and everything else I can watch. So um, wrap up show on the $5 tier for Thursday. And then you guys are also guaranteed on the $10 tier live instant reactions on Friday after Supercard of Honor, on Saturday after night one of WrestleMania, and on Sunday after night two of WrestleMania. We are doing three live instant reactions after those three shows on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Both Rich and I will be on all three of those yep. shows. Mm-hmm. But you may also get, and this those four shows are guaranteed, the Thursday show and the three live instant reactions, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Those yeah, are guaranteed. 100% locked those. in. Those are locked in. $5 tier for the, the, the wrap-up show, $10 tier yep. for the uh, Supercard and, and both WrestleMania goes to Hollywood Saturday and Sunday uh, instant reaction shows. Locked in. So just get on the $10 tier and get everything. Yeah, like, flagship patreon.com, patreon.com slash voices of wrestling, voices of wrestling.com slash patreon. Now, what you may also get, and we're not promising these because we're going to play it by ear, is on Friday night and Saturday night, we may do recorded $5 tier wrap-up shows on those nights as well in addition to the live instant reactions. We just have to play it by ear, see how much we can watch, see how we feel. So there may be Friday night and Saturday night wrap-up shows on the $5 tier as well. Those, though, at least as of Wednesday night as we're doing this live show, we can't guarantee. But may get those as well. The bottom line is... You're going to get a lot of shit, basically, is what we're saying. We're gonna, we are going to be watching and recording audio pretty much all weekend. You are not going to find, okay, any outlet that's going to cover as much of this weekend as, as rich and I will you and all the written reviews on the website on top of that, if you don't want to listen to us, but you, I'm no one's going to cover it like us because I'm looking at this schedule of stuff. That's Aaron. He may not review every single show that airs. We're going to review 90% of them, you know, and the only, the only ones we won't review is if there's a time conflict and we have to pick one or the other or, but Rich and I will work that out. You know, we might, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking at this stuff like on Friday, for example, you know, I don't want to watch Tokyo Joshi Pro. So maybe Rich will yep, watch I got that you. one. I got that one for you. It's fine. And, and while I'm watching fucking the Circle Six Jake Christ Firestarters, you know what I mean? So between the two of us, we can have everything covered. So, you know, we will have at least 90% of these shows reviewed on audio. And we might do as many as six or seven shows to get it done. Let's fucking go, Rich. Yeah, we're, we're just dumb I'm, as hell. What are we doing? I'm ready. Yeah, I, I am too. I'm I, ready. I, I've told I, I've told the uh, the nurse a very similar thing. I was just like, I'm gonna be dumb as fuck from Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Just leave me alone. Just <laughs> whatever you're gonna do, do it. I don't care. I'm just gonna be sitting here on this couch or sitting on this desk recording audio. Just leave me alone. Uh, we will figure out food, whatever, but I'm, I'm probably not leaving the house for three straight days. So just, just so you know, just, just so you're aware of that. So it's fine. We do it for you people. Though. Yeah. And then, Each and, and then, every look, one of I'm, you, if, WWE speak. If on Thursday, maybe I'm, it, it's, it's fucking three in the morning and I'm, maybe I slap record while for the culture still in the ring. I don't know. The, but, but then, you know, we'll do that review the next day. Look, you're going to get everything reviewed. Okay. And you're going to get at least at minimum, you know, four shows. Three of them live. And you're probably going to get more than that because 
I'm a completionist and I'm going to be annoyed if I don't do one every night. I know it's going to bug me. Friday night, I'm going to be sitting there watching Game Changer Wrestling Evo fight at 1.38 a.m. <laughs> and against all my better instincts, I'm going to be like, no, Joe, you got to stay up and do the audio. And I'm going to, like a dope, stay up and do the audio. And I'm going to be breaking down Circle Six, Zachary Wentz's Treehouse of Dreams at 3.47 a.m. While my wife is begging me to just to come to bed. So um, that's the plan. Get on the $10 tier and you're guaranteed to not miss anything. You're going to get three live instant reactions on that $10 tier. Including, I mean, Sunday is going to be, I mean, I'm, Supercard of Honor is going to be a great show, uh, I, I think. And, and you know, WrestleMania yeah. Saturday, I think, is going to be an eventful show. But then Sunday is going to be the big one. I mean, that's one that you're, because they're going to, we're, we're going to find out, Cody versus Roman. You know what I mean? Like, that, that is going to be yeah. a huge one to see, no matter what. No matter what the match is, no matter if we like the match or don't like the match, a monumental booking decision will have been made. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's something will have... No matter what they do, no matter what they do on that show, something major will have happened on Sunday night when we go live. Like, like Cody's either the champion. They beat Cody, with, and Roman's still the champion. They did a double count out. Hey, we'll talk about that if they do a double count. You know what I mean? Like, so there's, there's, we're guaranteed something monumental happening on Sunday, and I think that, that's that got me really excited, too. For a WrestleMania show that, like, I don't know that I'm necessarily looking forward to the bell to bell of that WrestleMania show, but I'm very, I'm just going to be fascinated on, okay, this is it. Now or never, let's find out. Cody versus Roman. They, they've done a good job of building it up and making it that sort of thing where, where yeah, we can do this instant reaction live and, and we're going to have an hour of, of discussion about whatever the booking decision that they made and, and whatever ends up happening. Like that, I, that, That's got me excited. Uh, and, and, and yeah, Supercard of Honor is just going to be a tremendous, tremendous show. I mean, it just looks, it's getting better by the day. Uh, so yeah, I can't wait to talk about that one too. And then yeah, WrestleMania on Saturday, eh, eh, you know, the lesser of the three, I would say, but I, that might be pretty eventful for the, for, for the most part. I'm sure there'll be good, some good wrestling on that one too, so. And and remember, even if you're listening to this show live and you're thinking, eh, I'm already a $10 subscriber, careful now, because a vast majority of subscriptions uh, are set to turn over on Friday night because it's the end of the month. So make sure you're locked in. Make sure all your cards are updated. Make sure if you canceled earlier this month that you re-up before Saturday, because Saturday's the first. So... Um, the vast majority of our subscribers are running from the first to the first because we didn't, you know, for a long time, we didn't have anniversary billing. So um, that's an also tricky part of this weekend. So keep an eye on the status of your subscriptions between Friday and Saturday, because that's when the calendar turns to, uh, to April. Yep. Um, and in the midst of all of that, I guarantee you, I will not miss a single pitch of Reds Pirates all weekend. Okay? <laughs> I, it, I, I might, I, I guarantee you, I will miss several pitches of, of White Sox Astros. That could get real bad real quick. So I, uh, uh, you, you, you can. You, what do you got? Reds Pirates, Reds Pirates. All right, yeah, that's an interesting tilt between I mean, two mid-level <laughs> NL Central teams. But all right, yeah, I will be locked in. I will not miss a single pitch, and I will not miss uh, a single minute of the Final Four. Uh, and on top of uh, getting all this, I, let's fucking go, Rich. Yeah, it's it's a let's hell of a go. weekend, I'm man. I'm excited too. I, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm so I'm so excited. I, I, I was can't annoyed sleep. that nothing. I gotta tell you, I was annoyed that nothing was streaming today. None of these shows. Today I know were, no were, Microman Midget Wrestling for you. No Pandemonium Pro Wrestling TV Volume Four Best Damn Thing Violence and Suffering. Like we can end the show and you can get right to set the tone. Violence and Suffering in SWA Puerto Rico. You're not gonna be able to do that anymore. 
You know, that one, I think, is going to – in that one, Aaron? On that delay. one will, but they said it's like on the 4th or something like that. So I guess you can do I'll audio about that, that one later <laughs> if you really – if you're really if you such a completionist that, oh, it made air. Uh, Pandemonium as well. That at some point, Pandemonium will be making it to uh, uh, IWTV. Just no idea when exactly. Out of sight, out of mind at that point. Um, you know, the first show of the weekend, that Dark Arts Entertainment Monster Mania, uh, total attendance 27. Oof. Well, I mean, let's be honest. A 1 p.m. Pacific time start for a Wednesday show seems like an ominous. I mean, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Because I think we, I did the preview with Paul, uh, the co-host of the Emerald Flow Show uh, here on the Voice Wrestling Podcast Network. And we were just like, of all the times to book a show, like the Pandemonium one is, that just hit the ring like a couple hours ago or something, like a two, an hour, half ago or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's, okay. By that point on Wednesday, you could have flown into Los Angeles. You could have driven in or whatever. You might be because things nice and early on Thursday. You 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 don't want to travel on Thursday. You had to make this a Wednesday travel day for this year's mania because yeah. you want to make sure you're there for for blood sport for the Super Show for all that sort of stuff on Thursday. So you're probably coming in on a Wednesday. Okay, five p.m., six p.m., seven p.m. That's a time when you could go. Ah, oh, you know what? It's a wrestling weekend. Let's go see some wrestling. Nobody I'm is settled arriving. into the hotel. Yeah, right. You know, right. I, we checked yeah. in. We know where we are. We got a good meal. Okay, yeah. Let's go. Let's go check out some wrestling. And, and yeah, it all worked. One p.m. Like <laughs> that's a nobody is in town in a t- in enough time to go. Yeah, you know what? I want wrestling at one p.m. Like forget that. Like you either left your house at at seven a.m. and flew out that morning. You probably got to L.A. at like noon or whatever or eleven a.m. You're not going to Don Quixote at one p.m. to watch Dark Arts Entertainment Monster Mania. You know what I mean? So like they're not getting traveling fans. And even if you lived in Los Angeles, one p.m. on a Wednesday, like that's a pretty. You have to be unemployed, right? Like to go to that you show, like you that? pretty much have to be unemployed. Like, because you can take Thursday and Friday off if you're in Los Angeles and you're like, ah, you know what? Wrestling's coming. I'll take a couple. You're not taking Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday off, right? Well, you, you either live there or you flew in Tuesday for some reason. Um, maybe you flew in Tuesday because you just you wanted to go to fucking five days with. I don't know. Well, um, not enough people did, Joe. Because what did you say it was 27 was the final uh, tally? Yeah, 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 I got a little scoop. It's uh, total pay 27. You know where I got that scoop? I what are the 27 people that was there? Counted the 27 people that were uh, in the building with a match in the ring. So um, 27 people was, was what I counted. Some of them may have worked for the promotion, but hey, <laughs> much like much like WWE, if you're in the building, we're going to count. Yeah, if you got a heartbeat, right? if you got a heartbeat, we're counting you. So so good for that. That's a direct <laughs> quote, by the way. Yes. Count everyone with a heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, right down to the janitor staff. You know, counting the janitor staff at these events. So now uh, I know that. lying that, up. At, I was going to say infamously that, uh, that that New York IPW UK show. Remember what, during uh, the, the New York WrestleMania weekend? I think that had like 35 to 50 under, people. I forget. But oh, I, that, had, that had under 10. Did it have under 10? That was the show that had under 10. <laughs> Are you sure it was under 10? I'm positive because the next show was stardom and the people waiting in line to get in, like when the, when the IPW UK show let out less than 10 people came out. <sighs> we had people tell us that the attendance was under 10. <laughs> Some of those New York shows had like just dire attendance. Like there were, there may have been more shows in New York than here. No, no, this is pretty. Yeah, this is no, pretty. maybe not. 
New York is the first one where it was just stupid. But um, a lot of those shows, yeah, I have my notes somewhere. I don't have them in front of me, but because um, I dug up the attendance on most of those shows. I, I asked promoters. I, I, I did a lot of work on that. Some of those shows did like, yeah, that was the worst one, but there were a bunch of others. Yeah, there was like a hog show paid. that was really bad. And the, yeah, there, there was several shows that just did not. 30 paid, just all just horrible. Because you would have four or five, six shows going head to head in two different states. Remember? Jersey City, oh, yeah. Galway, Manhattan. It's ridiculous, you know. So yeah, even just Queens, and it's many. also like not that easy to get. So you had like no. you had Jersey City, Manhattan, Queens with uh, Laboom was, was. I think that's where the IPWK show was happening at, at Laboom or whatever. I think it was, yeah. 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 So you're, I mean, and, and trust me, I traveled all of them. I drove to all of them. Uh, Wait a minute, that one wasn't Laboom. It was, um, I forget where, but there was also Rawway, New Jersey. Yes, obviously yeah. the Rawway, the the you know the famous Rawway Rec Center. There's been a ton of pro wrestling. That's where you know we went to. You and I went to the Impact show. Yeah, yeah, that was the first time a uh, real life meeting between Joe and Rich. At, uh... No, we met in Manhattan. We met. No, at the, uh... no, no. You got your time wrong. No, we, the the Impact show was before that one. The next morning we met in Manhattan. Oh, the next day we did the handshake? And we recreated it all. We just pretended that we didn't meet. Oh, Rowling. you're right. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, we were both tired we and, like, I had been up for, like, 24 straight hours. And, like, I walk in and you're like, hey. And I'm like, hey, what's up? <laughs> we just sat down and watched, you know, like, Sabu yeah. and Rob Van Dam versus the, the, you know, the Lucha Brothers. And you're like, all right. We're going to go. And I'm like, yeah, we'll go too. <laughs> it's like, like the least. And I remember, you know, driving back with, with Sean, who I was traveling with. And he was like, wow, I thought you guys would be like a little bit more energetic. And I'm like, ah, you know, I've, for, to be fair, I've talked to this guy for like eight years, uh, you know, uh, every week for hours upon hours for eight years. Like, it's not like we're, you know, what, what am I going to say to him that I don't say to him on any other given week or whatever? But also it was like, it was like 11.45 p.m. And I'm in Rahway, New Jersey, watching like this awful impact show. So it's like, it's hard to get too excited. So yeah, we, we recreated you, the handshake in Manhattan. So We did. We worked everybody and pretended that we hadn't met the night before. Um, did you feel in the Rahway Rec Center, did you feel the ghosts of, uh, of, of Jersey All-Pro and ROH shows of years past? I did not. stepped into that. I did not. The vaunted Rahway Rec Center. You no, did not. I okay. did not. I had no connection to that building. You did not feel the ghost of no. Teddy Hart or... or uh, <laughs> I feel a lot... I felt, I felt a lot of Teddy Hart things over the, over the course of, of that yeah. WrestleMania weekend, including the uh, gigantic blunt he smoked uh, a couple of feet away from me at uh, Blackcraft, which, by the way, uh, flagshippatreon.com if you want me to uh, uh, recreate uh, our... Uh, I, I go through that entire WrestleMania weekend of, of my travels, including the infamous Blackcraft Wrestling Show uh, that that you did not attend, thankfully, but I I, I did attend. But uh, no, I didn't I didn't feel anything. To be honest, like again, so when like, you so when you walked into to the building, the vaunted Rowley Rec Center, you didn't feel the presence of Fat Frank looking down nothing. from I the heavens. Nothing. I felt nothing. You felt yeah. nothing. Felt nothing. Oh, okay, All right. fair enough. Fair enough. Legendary uh, wrestling venue. Yeah, I, in, in better enough. circumstances, I may have, but it was like. I mean, honestly, we shouldn't have gone to that show. We just went home. <laughs> it's like we had been up for so long. And for some reason, we were like, ah, let's go to, you know, we're thinking, ah, New Jersey, New Jersey. We were in Newark. Yeah, that's not no. a hop, skip, you know, no. it's still like a half hour drive yeah. back to Newark. Yeah, it was, and we got caught in traffic, uh, and I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> I was like, this is so dumb. And then we get to the show, uh, and we're like, well, I mean, we're going to be able to see Rob Van Dam and Sabu. I mean, when else can we say that? And it's like, you know, they hit the ring, and I was just like, I can't, I came here for this. <laughs> like, what the fuck am I doing? You probably went right up Route 1, which means you were stuck in like Elizabeth traffic, maybe e- dodging some bullets. Uh, area, yeah, you know? I forget where we were exactly, yeah. but it was a lot of traffic, a lot of 
lot of traffic and yeah. and that uh just not moving either and there was an accident like i went back and listened to because sean and i did uh, audio uh that entire week and you can go listen to that in the archives as well it's, it was our travels as we're driving to all these different shows and reacting to them or whatever and yeah i forget what it was but there was like a big accident and it was just yeah it was a fucking disaster and i'm like what are we doing just go home why, why are we and we i remember like i think we maybe passed our hotel too and i'm like yeah we could have been doing that but that's fine let's go to rawway let's go to the rawway rec center and uh you know yeah it was great to meet you and and you know impact treated us well that day but it was yeah it wasn't quite uh should just went to bed but that's all right did they they treat me well ah, i got it oh, they, oh well you weren't media uh, yeah. sure well, <laughs> sir you were in that media section um i didn't well, pay you either, also though. sat I just in the media in. section because they didn't care yeah. they just gave you they give you a a uh a, a, I got like a little like lanyard that was like media. And I was like, okay. I was like, what do you guys want? And they're like, I can go sit on that bleacher over there. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then you just walked over yeah. and sat on the same bleachers. And that was it. That was media. So All right. I just power walked in. If you walk with confidence, people don't stop you. You just, you know, you, you walk like you own the place. I, I, saw, I, I saw this happen in real life because you said that about everything. You said, uh, WrestleCon, ah, yeah, I'll just walk in. They'll, they'll, I'll be fine. USA yeah. versus the world, ah, I'll just walk in. They'll be fine. Rev Pro, ah, I'll just walk in. They'll be fine. And, God damn it. If you didn't walk in every single time, I'm I'm sitting there, you know, trying to rifle through my pieces of paper for my yeah. my you know printout ticket that I printed at work so they could scan yeah. it and and there's Joe going, don't, don't, don't like perfect. It is exactly what you would assume a Joe and a Rich in person would be. You just like, ah, they're not gonna care. You walk through, they don't care. And I'm like, oh here, one sec, like let me get my ticket, one moment. Like, yeah. Well the it's thing here is, somewhere. The thing, of, the thing about WrestleMania weekend is you get pulled in a lot of directions. And sometimes you're with a group of people who are going to a certain show that you don't have a ticket to. So it's like, well, I could stand in that dopey line or I could just walk in like I own the place. Just walk in like you belong there. Nobody stops you. You know, and if they do, you go, oh, yeah, I guess I don't have a ticket. And then you get in line to buy a ticket. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I forgot. I don't have a ticket. (laughs) Yeah. But nah, See, the, the shame just, of being caught and being told you need a ticket and me going, oh, yeah, okay. Like, I can't live with that. I would just leave. The other thing, it's like, look, I'm not I'm not trying to sneak into the shows, but if I'm with people going to that show, I, I don't know. I'm just going to walk in. Uh, the man you were you with know? does not look like a guy who pay, has paid for anything in a long, long time. That guy, I, he's also the seat, Rob he, yeah, he's also the seat filler guy, right? Um, yes. Okay. Yes, so yeah, that guy doesn't attend anything without getting yeah. paid or just doing it for free is what I'm. Well, his method is, well, you know, you could just have to buy one ticket to things. I'm like, well, what's your thought process there? He's like, well, you have the digital email tickets now. So you show them the digital ticket and then you pretend like you're rifling through your phone for the other one. And then you just show them the same ticket. And half these guys are just like, all right, go ahead. You know, so that that's like his method of, you know, getting, getting two for one. But, um, you know, why exposing me as like a thief? I, I don't know <laughs> no, if no, I no, not a, a thief. Uh, you, hey, you provided you've provided all of these companies uh, free advertising for years upon years. So no, you, 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 we all well, the impact show. We were promised the the media seating. So I don't know. I just swagger walked in. Nobody said anything. <laughs> I don't. What am I supposed to do? Like, well, now I have a lanyard and around. you don't. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm look- looking around like, oh, where's all these media people? And then I'm like, we quickly realize like, oh, this is just a, a you know, it's me. <laughs> it's me. Yeah. It's the only person. Rich Crate was the dumb enough person to say, "Hi, yeah. I'm media. Can I come in?" And they're like, "Yeah, sure. Here you go." Did they offer you interviews with hell? No, with, uh, no. Top Impact stars no. like 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 Joey Ryan. No, no, yeah, Jimmy that. Havoc. They did not. Yeah. No, no, they didn't give. They didn't say, "Do you want to talk to Jimmy Havoc or Joey Ryan?" I said, "Oh, both, if possible." 
Jimmy, Jimmy Havoc with the, didn't he do the uh, salt and lemon spot with yes. the razors? Yes, the, I think with yeah. Sammy Callahan uh, on that show. Yeah, it was, it was like at that moment that I was like, why am like, I not in bed? Like, what am I doing here? Why, yeah. I've been up since 4 a.m. and I'm sitting here watching Sammy Callahan and Jimmy Havoc put lemon in each other's open wounds. And I'm like, fucking, what am I doing with my life? Wouldn't change it for the world. Though. I, I, that was a great weekend. I, I, I love it. So I didn't eat and I was sick for like three months afterwards, but that's fine, you know. Well, you got out to one of these, you know, they're, they're, they don't, they're not what they used to be. So at least you got out to one that was still, you know, kind of a vintage WrestleMania weekend, which at some point on this audio, we're going to talk about. We are, we are going to get this. Yeah, this is a, we're off the rails here with, with the show. So let, let's, okay, let, let's do the quick hitter news stuff and then we, we will actually get uh, to those Mania weekend uh, previews. So, so let's talk. I think the biggest thing that I noticed this weekend, and again, real, real quick hitter things we're going to do here. Uh, Nick Khan, I don't know if you saw this. He was on the uh, a sports media podcast, uh, March and, and, and around, uh, which is a great, I, I listen to that podcast a lot. And, and, and uh, I, if you're into like sports media and stuff, they do a great job. Those are two of the, the, the best in the biz. Uh, with, with, you had Richard Deitch into that as well, in terms of, of guys that, that that follow sports media and, and follow that sort of stuff. Again, it's also I, I also like you know talking about those shows with two like wrestling people because a lot of like you know you'll get your Ryan Satins of the world. They're like nobody else in the world cares about ratings or whatever. And it's like all these guys talk about is sports ratings. You know, it's the same show that we do, but they're talking about sports media and the Pac-12 and and, and the Big Ten TV deals and ratings and 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 F one and like you know what I mean. Like that's all that they talk about. And people try to pretend like nobody cares about the business of sports. They just enjoy the sports. And it's like, no, you're absolutely wrong. That's not what there's several people that cover uh, the, the business behind uh, the, the things that they enjoy. But um, they had a, a Nick on uh, this week and asked a few different things that I thought were, were kind of interesting. So now before I go quote by quote, have you listened to clips from this or, or anything that you took away uh, from the interview that, that you've either read or, or, or listened to before I kind of go uh, quote by quote? Uh, real quickly, which I think we're we're all there were some interesting nuggets in here for sure. I read some of the transcripts. I didn't listen to it, but I read the transcripts of the uh, of the interview. Uh, it's so. it's Nick doing that. You know what I mean? He's 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 a smooth talker or whatever. You know, he asks them for their opinion a lot. You know, what I mean? like uh, what do you what do you guys think? You know, type of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's an old see. That's an old trick. Oh yeah, it is. He goes well. You know, I know what we want is media right, but like what you know. What do you guys think? Yeah. What, what should? What do you think we should get in in you know in a meteorite steal or whatever? And those guys are like, oh, all right, well, yeah, actually, like, and I'm not like not to mean that they're like dorks or whatever, but they were like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I think you guys can get like that. Like, it made for a good conversation. He, he wasn't like, I'm here and you guys are here. He was like, no, I care what you guys. Think. He doesn't give a fuck what these guys think about the meteorite no, steal or whatever. But but he, he gives them that it's, apple. It's a, yeah, it's a way to deflect and not have to answer a question. It's 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 an old trick, media trick. It's also a trick to use in a job interview where if you're being interviewed and you get caught off guard with a question that you may not have prepared for, don't have a good answer for, uh, what you do is you turn it around and you ask the interviewer something about the company or something, and then you let them do them. And then you just sit there and nod, right? Like that, that these are old, these are old deflection tricks where you turn the interview around on the interviewee, you know, or, or the other way around. Um, so yeah, he, and, and Nick Khan is very skilled at that. And the thing about Nick Khan is a lot of times in these interviews, he doesn't say a ton, but the more of these that he does, the more that you can learn him and read between the lines of some of the things that he's saying, you know, it's almost never directly what people say. It's how they say it. It's what they don't say. 
and it's picking up on their style of answering questions and 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 their little ticks. And I think that we've gotten pretty good at reading between the lines with this guy. The more that you know what we are basically, Rich, we're 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 like the human version of Chat GPT, where we're just getting stronger with time. The more we hear these guys do interviews, and the more they talk, right? We're putting the, inputs the, the, every every time Nick Khan does an interview. Yes. We have inputs that we can put in and go, okay, yeah. When he says this, he means this. When he when he alludes to this, it means yeah. It, it, it's all kind of coming together now. Is he's he's not a mysterious man like he once was. He's, he's to, at least to, to wrestling fans like you and I knew him, and, and people that are in the sports world uh, knew him for a while. But he's less of a mystery as WWE CEO. You know what I mean? Like he, he's he's being more obvious and upfront with that, and 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 you could you could tell where he's coming from in a lot of these different ways now more than you did two years ago. Or you know, in the midst of the pandemic, we're like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, what, what, what's going on here? Uh, it, it, you, we can get his personality a little bit more. All right, so what were the key things here? We'll go through these quickly. Um, so he says uh, WWE plans to maximize shareholder value over the next couple of years. We know that with the next round of media rights contracts. He says that process is going to start, quote, somewhere around this weekend. So... He's thinking we're in L.A., we're in California, we have this big show. You know, if anybody wants to come and talk, we're here to talk. That, that's essentially what he was saying is, is we're ready to host anybody who wants to talk. Uh, he did say existing partners Fox and NBC Universal uh, will get the, quote, first bite at the apple to, uh, to get uh, negotiating windows. So they, they have the right of first refusal, basically, Fox and NBCU. Yeah. So we, we, I mean, we knew all knew that, but I think the one thing is going to be that, that, you know, they're treating this weekend as like the kickoff to their negotiating window for a new media rights contract, which also probably means, you know, for people saying, well, no, Vince isn't going to be there this weekend. You know what I mean? Like that, he doesn't matter. Why would he come there this weekend? Like uh, there's potential people that are going to buy the company and potential people that are going to get into media rights contracts with them. I, I'm guessing Vince McMahon is going to be in Los Angeles this weekend. People can you we know? just uh, listen. Can I? Far be it from me, Rich, but can I be blunt? Uh, you? Uh, sure, Joe. Uh, this one time, yes, you can be blunt. Can we just take any of the remaining um, media people who are downplaying or denying that Vince is back around and just throw them in the fucking trash and stop listening to them? Can we just get to reality now and accept that this guy's back in the picture and he's basically there full time again? And anyone denying his influence or his presence or anything else is just a fucking clown that doesn't deserve to be heard. Can we just say that and get it out of the yes, way? Yes, I would like to do stop qualifying it with, well, they, they, you know, Vince McMahon is, is supposedly not there. Like, yeah, he's going to be there at WrestleMania this weekend. I don't know if he's going to be sitting in Gorilla telling people what to do, but he's fucking, he's there. He, they're doing media rights contracts. They're, they're, they're talking about pot- potential suitors for sale. He's the chairman of the board, and he said he was there to help them with their strategic alternatives and their next round of contracts. Like, he's there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's there. And, and, stop. and oh, by the way, Nick Khan also confirmed that Vince has a hand in creative. He does. We'll get to that in in, in just a moment. So yeah. uh, as I said, he asked. He, he then asked those guys. You know, what, what do they think that they're going to get or whatever? And and you know, they just said like twice the the the, de- the current deals that they have or whatever. Um, they, I think they both said they'll, they'll probably do to get twice. You know what they what they had last time. So. Uh, we'll see. Uh, he said, Khan did uh, that uh, Peacock executives credit WWE for a substantial chunk uh, of the uh, 20 million subscribers that they have. As he said, quote, the stickiness of WWE content leads viewers to discover other Peacock programming. I don't know. Maybe that's true. I have no idea. Yeah, the, who knows? These streaming companies don't release any of their data. But what? But at the same time, what's Nick Khan going to say? I mean, yeah, of course, he's not going to say, eh. We're, we do okay on Peacock, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, because, we, we he's right. Not, because he, he when he does these interviews, he's also selling his his product to other suitors. 
you know, everyone's going to listen to him talk. So, um, you know, whether that's true, whether that's the truth, a lie or something in between, um, you know, and, and, and again, well, it's good. Cause it's also kick- unprovable. It's not like you can say, actually, Nick, right. you, 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 cause we don't know. <laughs> you know, the only people that know are Peacock and maybe their, their, their providers, maybe WWE knows, maybe they don't, maybe Peacock just says, yeah, yeah, you guys are fine. That's fine. You know, carry on. I'm sure they have yeah, data. Wanted, I'm sure they yeah, have something about it, but, but yeah, who cares? Yeah, and if you're, and if you're doing media rights negotiations or, or trying to sell the company, this would be the weekend to bring in people and wind them and dine them and sit them front row at your biggest event that you're going to hold of all time. And, you know, because when is your company going to look bigger and more grandiose than it is than this weekend? So um, that's also why he's saying, oh, we're going to kick this shit off this weekend. They probably got all these people mm-hmm. in town, like you're saying, um, you know, and, and, and anyway, go ahead. Well, and it just happens to be in Los Angeles, in Hollywood, in, in California. So it's just perfect. Yeah, it's the perfect time to kind of host them uh, for this sort of thing. So this is this was now an interesting part that he did bring up that. Uh, you know, and, and not confirming anything one way or another, but when asked about, you know, hey, uh, UFC, you know, they do the stuff on ESPN Plus. Is that something that you guys would have ever thought about of 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 selling your your pay per views, your premium live events? Uh, additionally, because people that don't know, you you can get the UFC subscription on ESPN Plus, but when they have their big UFC shows, the 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 big, you know, normally what they used to be UFC pay per views or whatever, those are then offered for an additional fee on top of the subscription that you have. So essentially saying, hey, would you follow that model of saying, you know, yeah, you subscribe to WWE on Peacock and you get all this stuff for free, but yeah, the the, the you know the premium live events, the pay-per-views, no, that's going to be an extra charge. You're going to have to pay 30 bucks for SummerSlam and 50 bucks for, for Mania or whatever. And uh, Con, what he said about that was that uh, he doesn't want to price fans out of the product, but he would listen to that idea. Th- that's coming. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. that for sure is coming. That, that it's happening in all streaming media. Everyone ends up charging everything these days. Yeah. The, the the idea, the days of I pay X per month to get a, that those are, it's not happening. As long as these I mean, companies are still J- bleeding money, I mean, you're you're not. It's not. You're, they're all bleeding money, so they're going to have to get money some way. Even New Japan World is doing that now. More and more, we're heading down that slippery slope. Yep. But circling it back to this. Everyone sees the deal ESPN has with UFC and how they're making money hand over fist with that model. So an entity that wants to get in on this, they're going to try to follow that model. And WWE, listen, they're just going to go, they're going to get every nickel and they're not going to give a shit. So that's coming and it might, it might not even necessarily be up to them. I mean, they can obviously refuse to cut a deal with a company Who's going to then upcharge for the pay-per-views if they strongly believe that they, they don't? But they're not going to do that, right? Right. Well, actually, you know, and the question, the way the way the question was phrased, and I forgot to bring that point up, is that uh, you know the guys interviewing uh, Khan said, "What if you know Peacock offered you a, a big rights fee, but said the way to justify that and for us to make money back is that you're going to have to put these things on an extra tier." That we're right. looking at what ESPN Plus is doing, and we'll give you an increase. We'll give you X amount more, or whatever. But those things, those major shows that you have, we're putting an extra fee on those to get back our, a little them. bit of our money. Yeah. And and of course, in Nick Khan, oh, he blatantly said they're open. Now. Of yeah, course, give a shit. Coming. Are you kidding? <laughs> that's money. That's yeah. coming. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 so you guys can forget it. The days of I don't even know what what does Peacock cost. Uh, $10.99 a month it or is. A month, I think I pay seven ninety nine a month for like the no commercial fee or something like yeah. that. So the point is, whatever it costs, I think I pay seven ninety nine too. So let's just say. The, the days of getting everything for $10 a month, that decade is over. We It had a nice run. And, you know, I don't want to go too off the beaten path here, but I, I I think that's coming for New Japan World, too. They've been dipping their toes in that more and more. 
And I don't think we're far off from the point where it's going to cost you a little more for Wrestle Kingdom. It's going to cost you a little more for a G1. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's uh, it, it's just these things are constantly changing and evolving. And I thought you made a good point either on our Discord or somewhere when you said that uh, there's a whole generation of WWE fans who have never purchased a pay-per-view. And that's going to be a big jarring change for a lot of these fans where now they're going to be asked to cough up 40, 50, 60 dollars every month. And 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 you know, it's probably not going to hurt WrestleMania and the Royal Rumble and shows like that. But is it going to hurt Roadblock end of the line and fucking fully loaded? Nice references, Joe. Those that <laughs> yeah, haven't been Roadblock, in, they haven't had a roadblock but, end of the line in about six years, and they haven't had a what would you say fully loaded? I think the last fully loaded was two thousand and two thousand. I think whatever. was the last fully loaded. But yeah, thank you anyway. Yeah. Who cares what the breakdown? The when, when the next logo? breakdown in your house happens, yeah. you know it's not going to. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's going to be a big time change for a lot of people. Yeah, it's going to be it's, that, that's the thing that I think is, is going to be a fascinating thing. if they do actually go through with this is how to sell that to their fans. And 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 I think but, but again, like you said, people are just going to have to get used to this in general, that, that all these streaming services were, hey, you can get everything for you know five dollars and ten dollars a month or whatever. That was all to compete with cable. They've cables, you know, cables on the ropes. They're they, winning. They're yeah. winning. They're beating cable. People are cutting the cord. People are getting rid of cable. But now they have to now they have to compete against each other right now they actually have to make money at some point because now yes. it's like hey we're bleeding money but we got x amount of subscribers and da, da, da. okay but now you're losing a shit ton of money we beat cable when are you guys going to turn this around when are we going to actually make money out of this this thing we've been giving away content for for as cheap as humanly possible now when do we get money because everybody cut their cord everybody that's going to cut cable did cut cable we're winning now but what's next what's the next where, where do we get more money how do we get it's all and it's going to come down to that so yeah it, it, this is not alone i mean there's going to be i'm sure netflix at some point is going to say hey oh Oh, that new show that we just came out. Well, that's going to cost you a little bit more because you know that, that was a pretty big production show that we just did. Like that, that is going to happen to all these networks very soon. And listen, Khan just confirmed that it's going to happen because he just said that they won't necessarily stand in the way of that. Yeah, if the price is right, so it's coming. Uh, Vince McMahon's role in the company came up. Hey, nice to ask uh, the, the WWE CEO about uh, about Vince McMahon. Some people can't do that or, or, or refuse to, but uh, these guys didn't. Uh, and Khan said, quotes of Vince. He is, uh, this is it, regarding Vince being in creative and in control of creative and, and having something to do with creative, okay? Khan says Vince is, quote, not that involved. Paul Levesque, Triple H, is the head of creative. He was named the head of creative in August. Vince has embraced that. He respects that. It's also his son-in-law, so they have their own dynamic. Yeah, not that involved, not, which means he's involved. Not, not, he didn't say not involved, not that involved. So, yeah, depending on, on, your, on your definition of that, there, there we go. Not that involved. Now, listen, that's now Paul Levesque and Nick Khan confirming that Vince is essentially what I like to say in the room. But people will still deny this. Why? I don't know. Um, aside from all the anecdotal evidence that we have, just minor changes to the shows and wrestlers. Once again, another Sean Ross sap report came out where more wrestlers seem to be convinced that Vince has more control, uh, even though no one can, you know, prove it. Well, they're never, here's the thing. They're never going to tell you, 
Okay, they're, they're, they're like, trying to sell their company for billions upon billions upon billions of dollars, and probably understand that 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 guy being in the charge of creative or, or around the employers again is probably not a very good thing. So they're going to not tell you that he's there. Like, come on. Look, do I think do I think Vince McMahon is in total control of creative and Paul Levesque has no power? No. Do I think Vince McMahon is very clearly back in the fucking room? Yes. We told you that a month ago or whatever it was. You know, and we just keep getting more confirmation of it. Okay? Because if Vince didn't have any influence, these answers would be no. Vince had, but they, they they're not they, <laughs> they're look, not, listen yeah. to what they're telling you. They're, they're telling you that he that he that he's got some uh, uh, influence here, you know. Aside from the fact that we can see it bleeding through in small ways, and look, do I think all of these anecdotal examples of uh, you know people micro analyzing every promo and everything dumb that happens on the show? Do I think they're all the product of Vince McMahon? No. Do I think uh, some of them are? Absolutely. You know, absolutely. So. Um, yeah, you know, just uh, it's just it's just complete denial at this point is all that that is. I mean, I think this isn't even something worthy of debating anymore. The guy's back. Vince is back. Uh, so and when it's financial and it, when it becomes financially prudent, not maybe not financially prudent, but when it becomes less of a financial risk to just totally assume control or admit that you're then 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 we'll probably see that with him. But that all depends on who they sell to and what the deal is. But the thing is, he's trying to leverage a deal with, that's going to put him back in Like, yeah, he's course. trying to sell the people who want him in control. Right, right. That's why he so, is the chairman of the board and that he has voting power with all of his little stooges and clown car people or whatever. Because, yeah, yeah, at the end of the day, if you think that, and, and I've said that from day one, that if they are going to sell, that there's no way that he's going to sign off on a deal that that puts him out to pasture and he goes sits on a yacht all you know for the rest of his life. He sat on a yacht for four months. It fucking it, he probably hated it, and he came back as soon as he possibly could. So yeah, <laughs> whatever he's going to do, he's he's going to sign a deal that's going to make him involved in the day to day operations because he can't separate himself from it, and he's never going to separate from himself from it. I just love that Levesque quote from the last presser. He's like, well. I hope whoever buys the company will have me. You know, <laughs> I know. <it's- laughs> I think he had the same like voice breakup that you had too, where he's just like he's just yeah. a, he's just a passenger in his own reality. He's just like, oh, I don't know. When you do the Levesque, you have to throw in the voice break, in the yeah, home, yeah, because that's how he talks. You know, so um, I'm a listen. I'm an expert. Um, I, I'm basically Rich Little, so I I'm a master of my craft, and uh, you know you got to throw in those little uh, pieces of authenticity. When you're doing an imitation of somebody, uh, he did say they, they asked him about uh, the the McMahon's brief retirement. <laughs> like they used the term retirement. It's like all right, uh, and, and all the scandals and all that sort of stuff and and, and concept that's in the past. But he says uh, it's in the past. By the way, it's all it's all done. It's all good. We're good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, nobody's sexually. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we just paid people off with uh, with company money. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Uh, the CEO credited. Uh, he said shareholders and company employees stayed calm, and that uh, that that helped everything. And, and fortunately, now we're on the other side of it. So, all right. I guess so. <laughs> Great, good for you. Uh, and then uh, Pat McAfee uh, came up about Pat McAfee. Of course, it would on a sports media podcast. Uh, he will not be at WrestleMania this year, but I think he said, just to paraphrase here, that he wants to stay in the Pat McAfee business. So, you know, if he's Pat ever McAfee up. is is very wary of the Saudis. Very wary of the Saudis. Flat out said it. 
Yeah, no, he doesn't want to be involved. Yeah, I, I, he's he's sitting out until if it gets bought by Endeavor, he'll be back right away. You know what I mean? If it gets bought by Disney, yeah, I don't think he wants to. He's got too many other business ventures to to worry about sinking the ship with. I mean, he he sees what's going on with Live Golf. He sees what's going on with some of these other things. Yeah, he's 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 smart enough to know. He's a very shrewd. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's need very it. shrewd. He's got a million jobs. He doesn't need it. No. He wants to do it because he loves wrestling, but he's not going to do it and 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 sacrifice all the other shit that he has going on just to do a WWE thing. Pat McAfee's in his 30s, and he already arguably has the number one sports talk show in the country. He could be on the air on radio for 40 plus years and make millions upon millions of dollars doing so on top of all the television gigs that he gets. He's doing college game day now, which is why he stopped doing SmackDown to begin with. I mean, you know, he'll probably have something to do with the NFL at some point. He doesn't need WWE. So he's sitting this out to see how the dust settles, and then he'll make a decision. Because I think he sees this as something fun. This is a fun little side hustle for him. Yeah. Uh, so that's an Econ interview. Uh, again, nothing too, too crazy there, but uh, at least yeah, a, few, a few notes there. They're not that involved. I think was it was the important part. Also, the, the Peacock, uh, you know, being open what about to the four. What about breaking the fourth wall? I wanted to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, what was that whole thing that that let me get. So this. he was talking about sponsorships and they have um, something like uh, 13 different corporate sponsors oh, for wrestling or something like that. Oh. And they're going to integrate some of them into the show, including a cinnamon toast crunch dance routine oh. with some of the WWE superstars and then also integrating other corporate sponsors in things that will somewhat break the fourth wall. Oh. And I'm paraphrasing. All I have to say is thank God for Tony Khan. And <laughs> right, you you could have your cinnamon toast crunch fourth wall breaking wrestling. I I, I like uh, I like professional I don't know wrestling. What the fuck yeah. this is this is yeah this is. I'll, t- I'll take Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. You you can have this. Uh, you can have cinnamon toast crunch thing. I'll I'll take Kenny Omega and Jeff Cobb or whatever. Yeah, so. I mean yeah. Look, t- Tony Khan saved pro wrestling in America. I've said it many times, and I'm thankful for that. You know, and it's like. Um, I don't know what the fuck this shit is, but it keeps being driven further and further from what pro wrestling is. And I'm sure we're going to have plenty to mock on those live instant reactions, um, you know, as they dealt. And that's what they are now. You know, this is, you know, they've outgrown even being even resembling pro wrestling at this point. And um, it's just some weird corporate fucking conglomeration of bullshit. And it's so far removed from what wrestling is. And, um, you know, it, 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 it sounds just what he, what he was talking about here just sounds flat out awful and, and embarrassing Yeah, I, I love it. where you don't want people in the room with you. The 13 different, like, like, oh my God, you know what I mean? Like uh, all those different advertisers all up and down the show. And that's why these shows take so long as well. And it's why, you know, it's just excruciating to watch, uh, you know, live, you know, WWE shows now because it's got commercials and concerts and, and this and the plot, you know, oh man, it's just going to be, it's going to be disgusting <laughs> this weekend, how many things they get. But uh, Hey, you know what? Uh, what it tells us one thing is that uh, advertisers really don't give a fuck that Vince McMahon's back either. That's you know, right. they don't care. Snickers doesn't give a shit. Yeah, because the company's not hiding no. that he's back. I mean, you know, they admit that he's there. They admit he has some level of influence on the creative. They admit that he's spearheading the sale or, or, or what's their term again for it? Uh, uh, strategic alternatives. Yeah, they, they admit that he's spearheading their strategic alternatives. Why can't they just speak English in any <laughs> regard? They can't. Right. 
they, they don't speak English on screen. They don't speak English in business. They just, why must they create their own fucking language for everything? Um, yeah, yeah, and you're right. They they don't care. Um, and I don't know why that is. I don't know if, especially in the, the current social climate we're in, when people care about those sorts of things more than they've ever cared about them before. And we've seen people go down for far less. And I'm not playing... Um, you know, uh, abuse Olympics here, but you, you understand the point I'm making. And it's just wild to me that no one seems to care. <laughs> they don't care. No, he's Teflon. We always say Vince is fucking Teflon, man. Nothing sticks to this guy ever. Yeah. It's so like if any other company did this, crunch dance and if any other company did this, if if Adam Silver was like a serial sexual abuser, like I don't think he is like, ah, we'll run the ads in the NBA anyway. Who cares? Like they'd be destroyed and crucified and oh my god, I'm never buying a Kia again. And nah, let's have Cinnamon Toast Crunch dancing with the Miz, and that's nah, fine, whatever. The the irony here. Eat at Arby's. Who cares? Yeah. The irony. The irony here is Vince is saved by the thing he has hated most over the last four decades. That professional wrestling is seen as lowbrow hillbilly shit that isn't taken seriously. Something he has fought against unsuccessfully for all of this time. And the proof that he's unsuccessful is that nobody gives a shit about his transgressions because it's still just pro wrestling. And he has never successfully been able to break out of that. And it's the thing that he will go to his grave deeply regretting that he wasn't able to do. So for people who don't like Vince, and there's plenty of people who don't like Vince, and you know he, he did win in a lot of ways. You know, he's the greatest wrestling promoter of all time, most successful wrestling promoter of all time, rich beyond anyone's wildest dreams, seemingly has gotten away with heinous acts year after year after year starting with covering up Jimmy Snuka's murder to of Nancy Argentino through all of the sexual misdeeds and, and everything else, okay? You can maybe take some solace in Vince feeling deep down that he has been a professional failure because he hasn't been able to break that stigma and turn this thing truly into sports entertainment. People might use the buzzword, but at the end of the day, everyone still views it as pro wrestling and you know that that eats him alive from the inside out right every time that his head hits the pillow at night he's he's annoyed and disappointed that the only thing he's ever been good at is the thing he hates the most yes so take solace in that take solace in that like i hit my pillow it's when my head hits the pillow i'm like "Ah, i just did a really good podcast i've got you know that's cool we we're we're really good at this shit we're gonna have a whole weekend of wrestlemania weekend audio like he doesn't do that you know what i mean like he he is annoyed and disappointed. The only thing that he's ever been good at in his entire life is the thing he fucking despises the most. Yeah, correct. So hopefully that helps you sleep at night. <laughs> but uh, there you go. So that's, uh, that's Nick Khan stuff. Uh, anything else uh, that uh, this week that you wanted to touch on? We, we want to talk on the Moxley. Uh, that that feels like five days ago at this point. I think it actually was on on Monday or whatever. But uh, Moxie went on on Renee's podcast and talked a little bit about uh, about AEW, about the CM Punk comments. Anything from that interview that really stood out to you, or, or anything that you kind of thought it, it worth bringing back or discussing? Like I figured we might as well just hit it real quick. But I I, I didn't really have any super super strong thoughts. He didn't, he didn't really say much on the Punk stuff. He he did not respond to it directly. He just said that 
he's never seen so much drama in his life. And of course, that's the quote that everybody. Of ran course, with. yeah, ninety-five percent of it was positive towards AEW, but that's the quote that everybody brought up. Because of course, but that's fine. And that wasn't even necessarily negative. It was just that he's just never seen this level of drama, and he doesn't like it, and he doesn't want to get roped into it, and he refuses to get roped into it. And he didn't respond to this idea that you know he said he could have just gone off on a number of people and. That probably meant Punk. That probably meant Dave Meltzer. And, you know, it probably meant a number of people. And, and I just feel like at this point, we went through all the potential, you know, all these different hypotheses last week of what, you know, all this stuff could have meant. And I feel like at this point, after now hearing Moxley's, sort of hearing Moxley's side, that, you know, his whole deal, his whole point here was, if you were reading between the lines, hey, look, I wasn't under contract. I didn't have to do shit. Right. And that's another quote that people ran with completely out of context. You know, like, oh, Moxley threatened to show up at SummerSlam. No, he didn't. He was making a point that he wasn't obligated to do anything regarding the storyline with CM Punk. Um, but he didn't want to have a contract at that time because in the mental state he was in coming out of rehab, it made him feel uh, a, he he can explain it way better than I can. Just go listen to the conversation. Yeah, he, he essentially okay? said that it wasn't like he wanted to have a negotiating battle or a negotiating war right. or really wanted to go he back. He said that. Yeah, yeah, he said I just didn't know if I wanted to resign for my own well being. That that do I want to go back on the road and sign pen to paper or or do maybe I want to take a break or maybe do I want to take some time off? Like, am I going to be healthy enough that if I sign this deal, I can guarantee and promise you that I'm going to be able to fulfill you know the the, the, right. the contract here? So I'm working without a contract. I don't really have to do anything. <laughs> to be honest, I could go home if I really wanted to. Uh, and, and I think that's where Punk took it as this guy. Said yes, he yes. So that, that put my piece together from last week that that I yeah. don't know that John Moxley said, I'm not losing to you. But I wonder if John Moxley used phrasing as like, you know, I could just go home man. I don't have to deal with this shit, you know, type of thing that Punk took as, oh, Moxley doesn't want to want to lose to me. He's going right. to take his ball and go home or whatever. That That's. I, I speak Phil, you know. What I mean, maybe it's the Chicago in me, but I, I, yeah. I speak Phil. I get, I get him a lot, and I've always kind of got him. So that's what I always thought it was, and I think that kind of confirmed it. That I don't know that Moxley bar- barged into a room and said, "I'm not doing the job to that guy or whatever." More that ah, this stuff's annoying. You know what? I can just go home. I don't need this shit type of thing. At that, that punk then interpreted as Moxley's going to walk out and not do the job to me, which yeah, isn't I'm exactly sure the, it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, there's a little exactly more nuance. It. No, to that. Yeah. And, I, and I'm sure when the three of them were in a room arguing about this shit moxley may have said you know i don't even need to be here i could just go home like not meaning that he was really gonna go home just trying to make the same point he was making on the podcast like look man i like this doesn't you know i I don't i don't have to do this but i'm doing it i'm willing to do it and like you're saying punk taking it like oh well oh this guy doesn't want to because you know punk he creates those own realities in his head you know and um you know, so it's this is why sometimes it's it's so not sometimes every time it's so much more enlightening when you hear everybody's side to these sorts of things. And we were hoping that that would break open the dam last week. And it really didn't. We heard from Mox and that was it. We're never going to hear from Tony Khan. I'm sure people will ask him tomorrow on the presser. He's just going to say, I appreciate that question, but I, I can't answer. You know, he's not going to answer it. So if you want to burn off your question on that, go right ahead. Um yeah, so, but my other takeaways from the Mox thing was it was a very interesting conversation kind of about his wrestling philosophies and what didn't make a lot of the clickbait kind of stuff and, and, and the splash headlines was that, you know, he low-key buried WWE something fierce in the back end of that interview 
when he was talking about their horrible last man standing matches and how he didn't want the his Texas death matches to be that way. With all the stuff that we always complain about, the slow one, <laughs> yeah, two, you know, and and how he's like, we can do them different and and make them more violent and more action and and um, you know, and I thought it was an interesting bit too when 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 Gato booked them against Lance Archer, it was supposed to be Falls Count anywhere, and Moxley was the one who pitched to to Archer. He's like, why don't we make it Texas Death? And Archer was down for that, and then he pitched it to Gato. He's like, hey, you know, Lance is from Texas. We can make this a Texas death match. And he did this great Gato impression. Gato's like, oh, Texas death, yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, he you're, talk- speaking to, you're speaking to Memphis Gato over there. He probably fucking lied. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With the fucking bandana over his yeah, eyes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, because he's thinking, yeah, he's thinking, yeah, fuck yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, you're selling Gato. You're, 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 that, that's not a hard sell. To tell Gato we're gonna go out there and have a Texas death match, you know what I mean? That, that, that's right up Gato's alley for sure. Yeah, it's not a hard, it's not a hard sell for Lance Archer either. It's like you're fucking, you know, you, yeah, you're Texas born, Texas sh- bred. When you die, it'll be Texas dead. I'm gonna tell Gato we're gonna go out there and two American guys are gonna beat the fuck out of each other and bleed. Yeah, that's gonna be a tough sell for all all parties involved. Yeah, so I thought that was a a fun part of the con- and the other takeaway is he flat out said he'll probably be taking less indie dates this year because. He says he puts so much into it that, you know, he's he, he last year he was starting to feel it with his body where there were times where he would book himself on four or five straight weekends. And then he'd show up on Wednesday and be like, man, I'm feeling those four or five straight weekends. So he wants to reel that back a little bit. But, you know, he had a lot of good things to say about um, Sammy Callahan's promotion. Obviously, they're tag team partners and and, and they're very close. Um, what does he call? Oh, um, Revolver. Revolver. Wrestling yeah, Revolver. yeah. Wrestling Revolver. And I don't know if people, you know, I noted this when I did my year-end awards. And Moxley talked about it on his interview. I don't know if people realize they draw like four-figure crowds. They do really good crowds. Yeah, they they have pretty good shows, too, to be honest. Of the stuff I've seen, I I, I, I like what I see. Yeah, they crush it, especially when Moxley comes in. And uh, he's got that whole tag team with with Callahan. He talked about them. He talked about Defy a little bit. but And, you know, he loves doing the blood sport, but... um, you know, he's he flat out said he, he might he might do less indies. And uh I guess the only other big thing was uh was uh Renee bought a cat. So they have a cat now. Oh now he can live your hell. <laughs> how's, how's how's your kitty doing after uh, last week's I mean, you know, she's she's kinda cool, you know, I gotta be honest. You know, she just I I can't she just I can't do audio without her, you know, bugging the shit out. Well, I'm sure she's going to so. love WrestleMania weekend. We're going to uh, be up till 5 a.m. doing audio every single night. So right, I, up, right up her alley, I'm sure. Well, I, I'm just going to have to lock her in another room. I, I, I can't. She's just, she's just a fucking maniac. So, um, you know, Miss Maggie Moo, you know, she's doing all right. And I had to take the dog in today to get to get 18 teeth pulled. Oh, that's the worst. I hate getting and dogs in for, she's for like teeth. 15 years old yeah. and it's like is she gonna wake up from the anesthetic it's like i, know. I, was I have that. I, I know that. i know that's you how know? i am and but she's home now and um i'm getting these text messages while we're on the air she's like she's been vomiting so i don't know we might have to take her back in this is uh you know not good but um not 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 to bring bring everybody down here with my uh my fucking 15 year old dog uh health issues but uh but yeah, anyway, uh, that was the Moxley thing. And then I guess the only other thing was Kato Kiyomiya did not make the trip, after all, to America. 
concussion work shoot i don't know <laughs> man um, i i don't know it's i don't know did did, did someone say nah we don't really want to meet this guy or did he realize what the trip was like i i i'd love to know well, i'd love to know i would assume he'd want to make the trip to sell him i mean i i um, i was on the assumption he was trying to get in but maybe you know we're being too skeptical here and maybe the guy just got concussed yeah, and was told not to fly but it looks like inamora is doing the young boy duties so maybe inamora will get hired <laughs> maybe that would be maybe. awesome nxt 2.0 <laughs> maybe they won't know the difference just yeah. hire him out Oh, oh, Muto, this is your boy. Oh, uh, yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, <laughs> right. A big opportunity for Inamora, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, so. Anyway, <laughs> that would be doing, awesome if they signed him. He's carrying the bags. So, uh, I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a, a, a stout fella. I, I could, you know. Yeah, I don't like that size, right? Yeah, I think. Like, uh, is he actually, is he actually big or is he like big in Japan type of thing? He's a beefy boy. I, I think I he's pretty. Say. Yeah, I think he's like six foot, probably two. I don't know if he's six foot. But well, yeah, maybe not shoot six foot. What's, but what's it say on the? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, those are always wrong too. You know what I mean? Like who, who knows? I, I feel like he's probably around five, ten, six foot, somewhere in that range. Oshiki Inamura. Yeah, is he's listed at six foot? I mean, he's he got that sumo background. I mean. He's a beefy guy. He's a the legitimate hire him. beefy boy. Hire him. That'd be He's great. Why not? You know. I mean, he ain't going anywhere in Noah. So <laughs> right. well. If they offer a contract, yeah. If Muda yeah, puts like him over guy, enough, but... is, yeah, yeah, this is the guy. Is this the guy that you were talking about? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's <laughs> what I mean. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> like, Muda's not going to give a shit as he's wheeling around in his little wheelchair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's him. That's him. <laughs> like... I mean, his... His going away present was a loss to Saxon Huxley, so he may as well just, uh, you know, <laughs> look for apartments while he's over here, right? Yeah, go uh, check out Winter Park, Florida, while you're here. While you're here, so. I like the guy, but they're never going to push him. No, hell no. Yeah, he's he's what thirty at this point, thirty thirty one, somewhere in that range. Yeah, it's if it hasn't happened now, it's it's not happening anytime soon. So yeah, good good for him. Right, let's get into these WrestleMania shows. All right, right? let's so. let's do this. You want to start with uh, Supercard of Honor? Or do you want to go in order? Would you like to go in in in, in chronological order? You know what? I, I, I we were going to start with you know the the showcase of the immortals, Rich, uh, WrestleMania. Um, did you know? Did did you watch Raw? By the way, <laughs> I did watch a good amount of Raw this week. Ha, uh, the final stop on the road to WrestleMania. <laughs> oh, we heard you. I got it. We heard you. <laughs> Yes, this is the final stop to the road. Thank to you, Corey. I got it, Corey. Thank you. I fucking hate this company. <laughs> they suck. I fucking yeah. hate it. It's so bad. Rich, I, listen, I skim through every Raw. Every Raw, because of this show, because of this these, these duties, these obligations, this job, I, I skim through every Raw. On the go-home shows, I sit down, I take a deep breath, I hit play, and I watch those raws and those smackdowns i am not i'm not doing a bit i'm not trying to be funny this is a shoot i hated my fucking life and wanted to do anything other than what i was doing six minutes into this raw it annoyed me to the point 
that I didn't want to watch anymore. What was uh, what was the, the opening? Show. I forget the opening part of this. I'm going to tell you. Okay, you remember vividly what what did it? Okay, I'm trying to remember, man. What did this Ross start with? I will tell you, oh, sir. I remember now. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, it I was, and I'm with you. By the way, I was with you too. It was the Miz spinning and pointing. <laughs> I can't do planet. I'm the on host the last stop, of WrestleMania the Goes WrestleMania. Hollywood, and he's the host of WrestleMania Goes Hollywood. Yes. The spin. Hosting the most, hosting the most, most, most must-watch show in WWE uh. history, Miz TV, and they do the crowd fucking uh, uh, participation bit. Then, you know, we get the, the deadest act on the roster, fucking damage control coming out. <laughs> To, to to interrupt Becky and Lita and uh, Trish Stratus, who's looking well, by the way. And uh, <laughs> is she <laughs> Trish? Trish is looking oh, well. Oh, Trish. Yeah, I thought you were talking about Lita. I don't know if Lita's good. No, Lita's not looking well. Trish is looking well. Um, I was never into Lita. I'll be honest. That that's wasn't. Fair. That's, that's not. Fair. That was never my type. Right. Like I get it. Like. If you were like a fucking skater or something, you know, that was probably right up your alley. That's never been my kind of girl. Trish is looking very well, Rich. She's looking very well. Um, This is not a horny podcast. No, no, never has. So damage control comes out. The deadest act on the roster. A total, complete Paul Levesque. (laughs) Dude, have you seen? I cannot wait. We got to talk about the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, which is basically the Paul Levesque Invitational, <laughs> the one they're doing on SmackDown. I cannot wait to read you the names that are going to be in this Andre the Giant Battle Royal, but but go on. And uh, this segment, I, I I clicked the DVR to check. I was like, I can't fucking watch three hours of this. <laughs> it didn't end. It went on for like, a long time. So I'm thinking, are we are we like 20 minutes in? We were six minutes into the show, and I just had I had enough, <laughs> but I powered through on the last stop to the road to WrestleMania and my God, did this show fucking stink? I, I don't know how people watch three hours of this every week. I I cannot fathom how you sit on the couch and watch three hours of this awful. It's boring. This show is so fucking boring. It's boring. When I fast forward through it every week, trying to watch this. Anytime I've tried to watch a three hour Paul Levesque raw, it's been some of those boring wrestling television I've ever seen. It's just so dull. Nothing ever happens. The matches stink. None of these angles got me fired up for WrestleMania at all. Oh, almost trying to uh, falling over, trying to hit Brock Lesnar with a a, a, a scale that didn't do it for you. None of this did oh. it for me. And let me tell you something about this Dom Mysterio. Okay, let me tell you something about Dominic. Do you, you care about Dom? Gets. You care enough about Dom no, to do a rant? Oh, okay. I don't care about him. Oh, and. Yeah, you know, here's the thing, Rich. Do you hear the booze they pipe in for this guy? Oh, I do. I because like, yeah, because people were saying like, oh, he's getting really. Uh, people were really starting to hate him, and I, I watched this raw, and I was like, you guys realize those are piped in booze, right? <laughs> like those are not real. Pressing a fucking button. Yeah, those like, aren't real. I'm not even saying that it, it isn't a somewhat hot program with Ray, but they are so addicted to fake crowd reactions that they just slap that button mm-hmm. all through these And shows. I knew it. I talked about it when they were going back to crowds. I was like, are they ever going to be able to break away from the, the being able to hit the boo cheer button? And they have not. They, they clearly are not. And when, 
And when you don't watch these shows every week religiously and you're just popping in, you it, it is jarring. Yes, yes. How I, badly they're piping stuff in. Yep. This is not a wrestling. He's not right, wrestling I'm sure he's anymore. Getting, I'm sure he's getting booze. I'm sure he's getting. It's not like nobody in the crowd is booing him, but yeah, it's like vociferous booze. You know what I mean? It, it's it's so loud. And I'm like, get out of here! I know though. And you vociferous, fake. Yeah. Yeah, in the fucking tunnel. They still haven't updated them. They still sound like they're in the fucking tunnel in the in the Thunderdome. But yeah, it's like he reads one of those horrible lines that one of those fucking writers wrote for him. And then they just slap the button and it's just boo, like this fake sounding boo. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, and and if you look at the crowd, like no, no one's, one's moving. Like, yeah, no one's yeah, doing no anything. No one's really yeah. reacting. Like the body language tells you that no one really cares what's happening. You know, this whole Chelsea Green, ha- that Chelsea Green Sonia Deville <laughs> versus Candice LeRae Meachin match okay we have a front like, runner for, there's people that like if they don't if they don't watch WWE and they haven't followed WWE, they, they they probably think you're just making up names at this point that you're just putting people together and, and they'd be none the wiser what would you say it was chelsea i'm writing this down chelsea green and sonia deville hair up square up right oh no they're doing a uh karen gimmick yeah no i know I, no, yeah she's not uh yeah. she's, she's versus candace LeRae and meachin <laughs> Okay, this is the clubhouse leader for worst match of the year. This was amateur hour. And there's some people in here. Well, there's a person in here who's better than that. Chelsea Green fucking stinks. Oh, she's been bad when forever. Is she, I, she's been bad never forever. been good. Never good. <laughs> she's never been good. Sonya Deville's not exactly Akira Hokuto. Okay, <laughs> no, it's not Aja Kong walking through that door either. Yeah. And this match was so bad. No reaction. The crowd didn't give a fuck. And this was for a spot in the 19-team women's tag team fucking shoot. They might as well call that the shoehorn match at WrestleMania, where it's just wedging people in. Not Candice and Meechin, though. They won't be there. Um, this was so offensively bad. It's, it's, and, and people who it's just, people don't really like people who watch WWE are never going to point that kind of thing out. Right. But it's like, and no one else watches. So shit like this doesn't get the attention it deserves for being as awful as it was. I mean, it was just terrible. This show was such a fucking bore. I mean, Gunther squashing Dolph Ziggler. Why don't they just let Dolph Ziggler move on with his life? <laughs> I know. Point? Please like, fire what? this man. <laughs> please let this guy move on. And and what replace him with one of these NXT guys. Like, come on. What, what yes. are we doing? Let yes. Grayson Waller take that spot. You, you, you can pay Grayson Waller one nine hundredth of what you're paying Dolph Ziggler. Just come on. Yeah. Um. No, just the, the raw fucking stunk. Yeah, Cody and Solo was fine. You know what I mean? Sorry. It was it was fine. It was just such a like it was a chat GPT wrote out. Write me an example of how a WWE main event television match uh, will be like. And that's what this was. It was just it was fine. It was there. It existed. Um, Cody's over like a motherfucker, though. Yeah, and I'm not piping in uh, cheers for that guy. I'll tell you that. Well, I'll tell you what they're piping in. I think they're enhancing the whoa oh interesting okay because i rewound that a couple times look i'm not saying people aren't doing it 
and it's very smart to make that a thing, right? I listen. I always say in modern WWE, your best weapon is a sing-along fucking entrance theme. Oh, it's Seth Rollins totally transformed his career. Yeah, it, it gave Bobby Roode a career. He wouldn't even work there. Does he work there? He, he does. Even yeah, the dog. Yeah, the dogs. You forget about the dogs. Come on, man. Yeah, he still works there. I think he's hurt or something. Who knows? But yeah, he's still there. Yeah, but I mean, and the, it, it totally saved Seth Rollins after the Eater of Worlds almost fucking ended his fight. <laughs> yeah. like, hey, where is that guy, just, by the way? I'm looking at this Mania. Where, where, where yeah, is something's he? going on with him. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm going to be careful with that one because I think okay. he has some kind of... Right. There's something going on with him. So, um, A nice break for the rest of us. We don't have to watch some terrible fucking fiend Bray Wyatt WrestleMania match, but... Um, People are being real secretive about that one, so I think something's going on with him. Um, which means that, and they didn't find, I don't think they found anything else for Bobby Lashley. At this no, point. they did not. He is in so, the uh, Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Anyway, I, since I ended up talking about Raw, let's, I guess, start with WrestleMania. We you may as well. Well, 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 real quick, I'm going to talk about SmackDown here because this is the, uh, I, I mentioned the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Uh, is on yeah. SmackDown. This this is the Paul Levesque Invitational in all ways, shapes, and forms. Here are the names that are going to be battling in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which is not even on WrestleMania anymore, which is on SmackDown, which is also being shoehorned in with the, the Hall of Fame uh, as well. Okay. Names announced right now. Santos Escobar, Joaquin Weil, uh, Cruz del Toro, Mace, Mansoor, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander, Angel, Humberto, Ashante, The Adonis, Top Dalla, Johnny Gargano, Dexter Loomis, Butch, Ridge Holland, Dolph Ziggler, Mustafa Ali, Rick Boogs, Elias, Xavier Woods, L.A. Knight, Bobby Lashley, Karrion Cross, Baron Corbin, Bronson Reed, Madcap Moss. So Bobby Lashley either has to win or they do a big angle, right? I would hope, yeah. He's in there with every geek on the roster. Yeah, I don't think Boogs is winning this one. Um, a lot, of, know, Paul, a lot, of, Paul, use... lot of Infinity Stone people in that match. That's all I'm saying. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, Paul, I mean, damage control is an utter and complete failure. And if you look at those Infinity Stone memes, how many of those people he brought back are in not – just prominent spots at WrestleMania, but any spot at all. How many of them? Um, <laughs> I think the answer is zero. Right? I think the answer as we go through WrestleMania card will be zero. Let's let's keep that in mind and, and see who's who's a Paul guy or, or with girl. Bray doing any because with Bray off dealing with whatever he's dealing with, they I don't think a single one of those people I on that meet. Think it is at, there's one that I can one. Oh well, I guess. Like, uh, I guess um, the damage control, one third of damage control, right? Yeah. So you got one. Okay. So there's two. There, there's, or, uh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. So you got Dakota Kai for sure. Right. Who's I getting guess, pinned, by the way? I guess EO. <laughs> I, yo, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> she is. EO gonna, never left. Yeah. EO oh, that's left. true. She never left. Yeah. Yeah. Dakota Kai is, is going to meet some satisfaction for sure on Saturday. <laughs> so. <laughs> or the man is going to have her way with uh, one uh, Dakota guy, but uh, yeah, and then also Becky Brock- Lynch, big, big time Bex, not exactly in a big time spot at no. WrestleMania, huh? 
Uh, and then Braun Strowman. Uh, he's teaming with Rick O'Shea uh, in the men's WrestleMania showcase. Yes, that's a tag team, by the way. Rick O'Shea right. and, and Braun Strowman. So. so two Infinity Stone geeks on the entire WrestleMania card. Remember, these were big, high-impact <laughs> returns, Rich. Yeah, Ashante Diodonis. Rich, what's, uh, what's top dollar? <laughs> well, as far as I can tell. Uh, he is in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, and uh, I'm not sure what else he is doing. The, the complete card for a night two uh, of, suggest, of WrestleMania Ghost suggest. Hollywood is not fully formed just yet. So I, I suppose there could still be some moving and shaking. Uh, they could if, get top dollars, some top billing at uh, WrestleMania yeah. Ghost Hollywood, but uh, I don't know. I would I would suggest soaking in that WrestleMania moment because it <laughs> at at the Crypto.com Arena because he, he ain't wrestling might, in SoFi Stadium for sure. <laughs> so. Might be the last one. Um. All right. So uh, I don't know. You want you're to ready, you're ready to go Hollywood, the the most must see WrestleMania in history. Uh, hosted. Let's do one. To, let's do the one to ten. All right. Let's do one to ten. Yeah. Uh, this is hosted by so, the Miz, by the way. So how excited are you for at least nine different Miz segments over the weekend? He's he's gonna dance with cereal. <laughs> oh, for um, sure. Yes. I so can't do And he does that dumb walk. You know, he's got that that weird strut walk that he does. Spinning and pointing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so one to ten, meaning ten is the most highly anticipated match you can think of. It's it's Samoa Joe versus Kenta Kobashi. It's um, you know, it just it's it's, it's one the of pinnacle. The most it's the pinnacle of the sport. You just you you cannot fucking wait to see the match. One means you have no interest in it whatsoever, and. We are allowed to go off the board with these, <laughs> if something with truly, truly gets with, us. Yes, yeah, that's right. You can go zero, but you, you're supposed to save those for special occasions. So, we'll do one to ten for both nights of WrestleMania. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Well, unfortunately, we only have one match for night two, so that will be quick. But we have we have a bunch of other shows. Uh, night one, or sorry, sorry, WrestleMania goes Hollywood Saturday. Yes. Uh, Austin Theory versus John Cena for the United States Heavyweight Championship. Well, we've got John Cena. Uh, return. You know, I saw some people bandying about that um, this WrestleMania is going to break the ticket sale record with the two shows and, you know, be the most successful WrestleMania of all time. And they've done it without any old stars or mm. part-timers. Mm. And I'm looking at this show and I'm like, what the fuck? John Cena is on this show. John Cena, Trish Stratus, Lita. Yeah, okay. Trish Stratus is on this show. So I, I don't know how true Edge. that is. Like, oh, he's a actually regular, I guess. So. It doesn't get any bigger than John Cena, <laughs> right? You know? yeah, yeah. I feel like people I, are forgetting that John Cena is like, oh, they did it without The Rock, and they did it without. Well, no, they have John Cena on the show. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, like a, um, the well, the biggest star they've had in the last twenty years. Yeah, no, that 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 counts. That that does count. Now, do I think they need him? I don't. I mean, if I'm being fair. These goons are going to buy tickets to WrestleMania no matter. They don't give a fuck. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, they don't care. So um, these people watch three-hour Raws every week. They're not the brightest bulbs. They're going to go to these shows. They don't care who's on the show. Um, Okay, so John Cena versus Austin Theory. I don't know. It's John Cena. I guess I'm mildly interested in, in the finish and whether they put Austin Theory over or continue... The Vince McMahon typical, let's just completely humiliate a guy for seven years and then decide to push him. Yeah, and it's going to work, even though it's him. never worked ever, um, but it's going to work this time. I'm sure of it. So for those reasons, I'll give it a five. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm exactly that. That's what I wrote down five, just because I want to see how it finishes. I want to see uh, if Cena's actually that into it, or if he's just gonna win the title and, and run off to a you know a, a a car that started in the back because he's doing night one. You know what I mean? Like he's getting in and out. He is not doing night two. Probably not sticking around for the entire weekend. Probably this match is gonna be very early in night one. I'd imagine. So uh, I think he's he's run out to a waiting car one way or another, whether he's winning or losing. And and I'm kind of fascinated. I think that they'll probably, because having Austin Theory go out there and just beat John Cena, that's a pretty, I don't know what that means anymore in 2023, but I still think that's got relative significance. And and I, uh, knowing how they book, I bet Cena beats Theory. And, and at some point, Theory gets his win back, but at that point, doesn't matter or not. Who knows? If, if this were Japan, this would be called the Vince McMahon offer match. This, this uh, John Cena, Austin Theory. <laughs> yes. That's what this would be. Did you see Austin Theory's awful empty arena promo? Oh, yes, I did. Yes. Just terrible stuff. <laughs> just, just awful. Just terrible, terrible stuff. If I, I know I, I really don't like to play this game, and I know that people get annoyed at stuff like this, but I don't, I've been annoying people for 12 years. Rich, if that Austin Theory empty arena promo or that um, – Chelsea Green tag team match or that awful uh, like damage control segment or whatever. If any of these things aired on Dynamite, we'd still be talking about it a week and a half later of, about how bad it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Why is it that this bullshit slides? Yeah, they when it's can on fucking Monday Night suck Raw? shit and nobody cares, but yeah. Like, like, like 11 minutes of imagine? Dynamite aren't good, and we just talk about Matt Hardy for three straight weeks we talk about ethan page and matt hardy for like you know, you know in, in, yeah i don't know the bar is just under the fucking earth with this company no one cares that these shows are just awful up and down the card as long as they get their bloodline community theater at the end they don't give a shit yeah, that as long as edge goes awful. to that place and they get their community theater they're all good so yeah anyway next match uh seth freaking rollins versus logan paul I like Logan Paul. I do too. Uh, more news this week. He says his contract's up after this match against Seth Rollins. Um, uh, look, I think they're going to have a great match. So this might be my most second most anticipated match at WrestleMania. I'm going to go seven. On wow. Seth Rollins All right. Well, here. I, I So if in in a perfect world, if this match began when the two men entered the ring and when the bell rang, I would be with you. I'd say, yes, that has a chance to be really good. The problem, though, is that Seth Rollins, in this current inter- iteration of whatever his character is, this is the entrance is alone is going to take like 25 minutes, right? The singing of the song, him dancing around with some coat on, I'm already annoyed. It hasn't even happened. I'm already fucking annoyed, and I just want Whoa! him to wrestle. <laughs> You're not going to be singing along in your living room? Uh, no, I think I think anybody who, who anybody who's caught singing along to that song needs to be put on a list immediately. He, you're not curious what kind of wacky outfit? Oh, is it going to be flamingo colored or is it going to be gold? Oh, I can't wait to see it with his weird glasses. He goes <laughs> the entire time. I fucking hate it. And that's you know what, Joe? I would say I would like this match, but the problem is freaking's going to go. <laughs> Like 25 times during the fucking match, and I already hate it. One, fuck off. Get off my TV, Rollins. Go away. Yeah, this is a problem in wrestling in general, but even in this company where it's more cartoonish and, you know, they allegedly love to tell stories and everything, there's no heels. You know what I mean? Like, 
they all sing along <laughs> like the, the top steps heel song. Has the entire crowd pointing up in the sky every yeah. time. Yeah, like Roman. You know, the whole idea behind Roman is that he's gaslighting and manipulating everybody around him to keep his spot on top, and that's supposed to be the heat. And every time he comes out. He demands that 10,000 people acknowledge him, and then they do it. <laughs> and then they all do like, it. He, 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 the Roman Reigns character is such an effective gaslighter and manipulator that he's gaslit and manipulated the entire WWE fan base. They, 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 they treat him like he's they, – they, they acknowledge him. Like the idea is you're supposed to boo him when he says that. Like, I'm not acknowledging you. Yeah, why, why do I owe shit. you anything? Yeah, fuck you. Why do I owe you anything? You know, fuck you. You're, manipula- you're manipulating your family, and you're you're cheating to stay on top, and you're insecure, and you're demanding that we acknowledge. Like, but then they do it. Yeah, then they, they all, all their stick their finger in the air. In the air <laughs> yeah. And they do it. <laughs> like, there's no heels. They actually do acknowledge him when that's supposed to be the heat. And this is cinema. This is the greatest story ever told. And there's 10,000 dolts in these buildings every Friday who don't even understand the fucking story. It's such a great story. None of them get it. We didn't even get to that match yet, and I'm fired up. So I, I would love to say that the bell to bell of Rollins and Paul will probably be good, but I think all the other stuff that comes with freaking it just annoys me to absolute. I, I can't take it. So, um, yeah, not 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 that into it. Uh, six women tag team match: Trish, Lita, and Becky Lynch versus Damage Control. I, the coldest I, as ice. All they these fucking dorks come out and just get beaten and beaten and beaten and beaten, and we're supposed to take them seriously. I have a question. Does Paul Levesque hate women? He doesn't book them very well, Joe. If, if we're to assume that uh, Paul Levesque, because I'm being told by all these people that, oh, no, 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 Vince, no, Vince isn't in the room. Paul Levesque's the head of creative. Okay. Then why do all the women's matches fucking suck? I mean, this is brutal, brutal build for all the women's matches. Brutal this build. Is what we're get, this is what we're getting out of Becky Lynch. This is what we're getting out of Becky Lynch. Working with... Uh, uh, nostalgia acts against an ice cold dead group that needs to be split up. That's what we're getting. Yeah, out that's of the best Becky thing Lynch. you can do with the time backs. Yeah, probably curtain jerking too. If we're being honest, like this is it, worse. That's actually worse. It's actually probably going to be worse. They usually curtain jerk with an important match in, in WWE. I, I still think Austin Theory and, and I, I think Austin and John's because I think John's out of there. I think that private yeah. plane's waiting for him and he's gonna you know and he's into that fucking jet and he's out of there. Bye. No, yeah, yeah. So like that the term curtain jerk like. In, a, in 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 the old day, and even in still some promotions today, like your prelim matches go out first. But WWE doesn't do that. They usually send out an important match yeah. first. Like right, right, right. They, so this this will be like match number three on night one, <laughs> right? Which is the death Hollywood, spot, which is the worst spot yeah. to be in. Which is which is their version of the curtain jerker match, and that's that's what big time Bex is getting this year. And you know, then we have the Oscar fucking Bianca Belair. Oh. Thing, which is just fucking irredeemably awful. One Why, of the you cannot keep, for, they cannot keep wasting Bianca Belair like they're doing here. I can't believe they're still well, doing they, this. In, in, well, Paul Levesque is a great booker. He he's he, he's tremendous at his job, and, and she is not you know, as young as people think she is. 
That's the thing about no, her, she's too. she's not. She's in her 30s. She is like 33 years old. I looked this up earlier because yeah. they, they have they have fucking danced around with her and, and done a bunch of... She's 33. The the yeah. prime is... We're there. You know what I mean? That We're, we're in it. Like, what are you doing? And she's still yeah. like, then, you know, all the all that made her... All, all that's her. That, that confidence, that swagger, that's... Every bill that they have for her, whether it's Vince, bad, boo, or Paul, yeah, Paul's good. Uh, she's just like this scared, confused. Like, can I just have Bianca Belair say I'm the fucking best? And you're not going to beat me with this. You can spit goo all you want, but I'm the fucking best. and I'm going to beat your ass at WrestleMania. It's, it's, can a, I get it's that? A, it's been an awful, awful, indefensible build. Um, you know, the Charlotte match. It is not worthy of the main event slot. I'm sure we'll talk about that in a minute. It's just a total, you know, they, they feel like they have to put a women's match in that spot, which, okay, fine. How about get one hot enough <laughs> right, to make where a it hot feels match. like it belongs there? Yeah, make a hot match. But but And none of these matches are hot. Ronda Rousey is just a person on the roster, and she's starting to get vocal about it. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of that's on her. That's not totally on. No, it's, she's it's she shit the bed a lot. She shit the bed a lot lately. She has shit the bed a lot, and they, they've stopped booking her like she's special. They have dropped the ball with every women's star in this company right now. Every one of them. Every single one. Well, of them. I'm choosing to blame Vince for that, so. Well, yeah, well, if it's bad, it's Vince. <laughs> right, so I, I have decided that that's Vince. If it's good which is like one thing that's Paul, right? Even though that story began under Vince and is probably mostly written by Paul Heyman. I'm still, yeah, I'm still giving that to Paul too. Paul began Levesque, under Vince. Paul oh, but when Sammy got involved, Oh wait, Sammy got involved. Under yeah, Vince, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm, darn. Yeah. Well, nevertheless, you know, um, even Dominic Ray was planted under Vince. I yeah. mean, the, the whole the whole idea was waiting for them to break up, right? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Anyway, um, uh, did we give what was the match we were discussing? <laughs> the, the, oh, yeah, the uh, the oh, uh, I'm a one for Trish Lita Becky versus Damage Control. I mean, come on, one. Uh yeah, zero. I have absolutely. Oh, off board. You going off board already? Who could possibly fucking <laughs> care, care about any of this? <laughs> I don't care. You know, Trish is looking well, and I'll enjoy watching Trish look well. You'll enjoy the push-up bra that uh, that she'll be employing the, at the WrestleMania. This is not a horny podcast. No, no. But I, I will enjoy watching Trish look well. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Omos. <laughs> Paul, you yeah, got nothing I mean, better for Brock either? Like, this is it? Or is this Vince, too? Because <sighs> it's bad, so I think it must be Vince then. Yeah. So Vince must have done a lot with night one, I guess. Now, you know, I love Brock. But (laughs) I was um, hoping you did it. But (laughs) you know, I love me some Brock Lesnar. You're nodding. But I can't get into almost. I I, I can't talk myself into this. He can't do anything. This. okay. I will give you a high rating for this one because this could be an absolute disaster. Because every segment they've had, they just trip over each other the whole time. And it's not like we're asking for, you know, Vikingo, Kenny Omega type stuff out here. It's like almost run at Brock and clothesline him. And they're like falling over each other. So I'm like, uh, and I'm imagining that Brock's going to get pissed at some point during whatever this is. Now, he might show up at the arena and say, like, no, I beat that dude in 25 seconds and I get out of here. We're not we're not having a match. We can't have a match. If they actually try to have, and that would be fun, I would enjoy it. But if they actually do have a match, I am, I am 
interested in it from the standpoint of this could be it could get fun bad real quick. Uh, Not selling it. I really like Brock. Um, I'm going to go three. I mean, it's still Brock. It's still Brock. I just can't get into almost. I just, I can't get well, into that. That's why I think like the best scenario is the bell rings. He just picks him up at fives and pins him one, two, three. Get out of here. That would be great. And that would be like a spectacle. Here's the thing about this WrestleMania. There's not going to be a lot of good wrestling on this thing. Um, there almost never is. But the other thing that I'm not seeing at this WrestleMania, you know, last year's WrestleMania had a lot of shit that was fun. Okay. You had the Kevin Owens thing with Stone Cold. You had the fucking Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville. Last year was a spectacle in a lot of ways. And there were a lot of, there's not a lot of that on this show either. And not even you know, a lot of potential WrestleMania moments either. Um, so I guess that, yeah, that I mean, Vince was a moment creator. I don't know what Triple H creates, but <laughs> they don't see it doesn't seem to be good. Or I mean, this is really all about Cody and Roman Reigns. This yes. is Cody and Roman Reigns. It's a one match is, this, weekend, pretty much. And look, I, I'm sure some of this other shit will be, you know, interesting or um and and, and WrestleMania is always gonna be a spectacle to some degree, but I'm not seeing a lot of great wrestling and I'm not seeing a lot of um, like shit that can be, uh, you know, interesting the way that it was last year. Cause I didn't really, I didn't bury those shows last year. I didn't think they were great shows, but I thought the one night with all the wacky stuff, was, there was a ton of energy. The, the, the WrestleMania, yes, was, there was a, yeah. energy, a palpable energy with all of those shows. Yeah. Anyway, there's no energy for this one. Uh, Bianca and Oscar, we talked about that. I mean, just fucking Awful. one. I'm going to one again. Who cares? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to one. The, the, the build has been so horrendously awful. And I even think WWE hardcores have acknowledged that. Yeah, it's just they have. Been, they have. I, I've seen a lot of like, what are they doing with Bianca type of stuff? Like Bianca's better than this. Oscar's better than this. What are we doing here? So maybe they have a great match. I mean, they could have a great match. Oh, they're right? definitely capable of it. They're definitely capable of it. But yeah, the build has been atrocious. It's just what, what are you doing? But yeah. uh, and then finally, uh, the main event, which whew, boy. Charlotte and Rhea does not feel like a main event at all in any level whatsoever. It, it, it doesn't feel like a main event because it isn't a main event. Yeah, and it hasn't like, been built like a main event. People pretend that this uh, Rhea stuff is like, and it's whatever, you know, the mommy stuff. But again, it's kind of meme types. Like, I thought she was in a better place a couple years ago when she was just an ass kick. You know what I mean? She was just a, a, a you know, that was her gimmick, and that's what it, now it's like. She's kind of a sideshow. You know what I mean? Like she she doesn't feel like a true like somebody that's competing for a championship in the main event of the biggest show of the year. You know what I mean? Like it's still she still feels like the part a part of Judgment Day, a part of Dominic's, you know, right hand, you know, you know, that sort of stuff. And it's like, nah, man, this, this is a big moment. This is for she should have kicked those guys to the curb and said, No, I'm not dealing with you guys this month. Like I, I'm going to WrestleMania, the main event, and I'm gonna go for the championship. I'm not dealing with this mommy shit. I'm not dealing with Dom and Ray. You know what I mean? I got bigger things to worry about. I'm going for the championship. But instead, she just felt like a, a complimentary act of this stable, and and that's I don't think that's good. And then Charlotte, like, dude, who could possibly give a fuck about Charlotte in twenty twenty three? I mean, it's not me, and I think she's regressed a lot. Charlotte, like, I haven't liked a lot of like Charlotte used to be good. There used to be a, a, a fun aspect of her matches. Did she fuck up some stuff? She did, but that made it fun. You know what I mean? Like that made it kind of good. And the, the matches with Sasha and the matches with Bailey and stuff, they were all good. And the, the Becky ones, of course, were all solid, but. Man, I haven't liked a match of hers in in probably since the last Rhea Ripley match. I didn't even like that match either. Remember, we were we kind of talked about that uh, during the pandemic, the the twenty twenty mania and how it was booked. Like I just I have not seen it with Charlotte in a, in a very long time. So I I 
I hate to tell you, but I'm at about a two for this match. It, it's just it it it's not doing much for me at all. Yeah, I'm at a one. I I I don't care about this match at all. Did you see Charlotte lose her composure on SmackDown last yeah, week? Yeah, she, crowd... I mean, she can't handle it anymore. She's like lost the the ability to. She just she feels like she thinks she's above all this right now. She's really taking on the uh, personality of uh, <laughs> of her, uh, her her lover there, who also feels like he's above uh, everything. But yeah, yeah, she just feels like she's got this fucking like I, I don't know. There's this aura about, and she always did like. Let's not. Let's not. You know. Well, she's always been treated that way. She's always so been treated that way, and she's she? always kind of had that. But I feel like it's been ramped up to ten recently, and now she just doesn't give a fuck and thinks this is beneath her, and 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 treats the job like that. That this is beneath her. So it makes for pretty it, bad matches and pretty bad television. So I don't know. It's an unworthy main event, and look, we said it at the time after Elimination Chamber: Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos. Sami Zayn is going to be. Third from the top at WrestleMania weekend Sunday. I think that was our exact words, and he's going to like it. Okay? He's not getting a main event. He had his little match against Roman. He got his little pat on the head. And 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 like we said, no main event. Mm-hmm. People said, oh, no, he'll be the main event. No, he – come on. We all knew he wouldn't be the main event if you're paying attention. And here we are. He's going to be right where we said he was going to be. Remember when I said bald would finish seventh in most outstanding, and I think he finished sixth. <laughs> well, we nailed it. We, we we nailed another one, Rich. Uh, you know they're going to be third from the top on fucking WrestleMania goes to Hollywood Sunday, and it's bullshit. And you know, and 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 again, they've and Sammy has cooled off to some degree, like we also said would happen when they beat him. You know, th- those quarter hours aren't popping the way they used to. Even though, you know, the crowds are very hot for him and, and, and Kevin Owens teaming together. I guess I'm jumping ahead. We didn't even get to that match. Well, that, that match, but, well, I, we could now because that 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 is TBD. Uh, the rest of the matches. So now we know night two. We'll, we'll do that at, at the end. That'll be Roman and, and, and Cody. But the rest of these, we don't know what night these matches are on. So the Usos and... and well, the point here is that match should be main eventing the other night. Yes, it should. And But they're too scared to do it, and they had to force a, a women's match in there. But again, uh, Unky yeah. Paul isn't very good at booking women, so the main event is a cold-as-fuck match that's probably not going to be very good. So cool. Great. Right. Yeah. But the second hottest match in the company is Sammy and KO versus the Usos. How can that even be in dispute? You know? But we knew this was going to happen. This is exactly how we knew it was going to play out. Go listen to the tape. So I guess we'll just do that match. Um, I'm going to give that one a seven. Uh, Yeah, I'm at about a six or seven for that one. I'll go seven just to to meet you You there. Keep it at arm's length, though. There's going to be a lot of fucking community theater going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Potentially in that match. So that's faces, a lot of faces getting made, a lot of Sammy, you know, snarling at uh, at, an Uso, you know. Yeah, yeah. Funny that. Yeah. I mean, you know, wise man probably. Well, you think the wise man will be there or you think we totally focused on Roman? I don't know. I mean, you'd you, you think you want to just get the happy ending, right? And beat the Usos. That's the right thing to do. A part of me would like Kevin Owens to kick Sami Zayn in the dick. And <laughs> turn on him. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Just, just, just do Naruki Doi Masato Yoshino and just do it a thousand times over and just keep turning on Yeah, Sting guy, versus Flair. Right? Yeah, same, same thing, you know. Right. But yeah. Um, the Masters should be main eventing. Yeah, that that's what this one. Is. Oh, they should they should recreate. I forget what it was. Was a Clash of the Champions? I forget what it was. There's a man. It was mid '90s. Ric Flair versus Sting. Or Ric Flair and Sting were on a tag team. I want to say against. 
ah, shoot, I got to find this match or someone in the note chat was going to say it. And it's awesome. Like Sting sells the first 10 minutes of the match and the entire time Ric Flair's on the on the corner being like, Stinger, I'm right here, baby. I'm right here. Yeah. Like, Tag me, Stinger. I'm right here. You know, the entire time he's like, hang in there. I'm still here. Whatever. And finally, Sting gets up, tags Ric Flair. The crowd goes, yeah. They both stand up and Ric Flair just turns around and decks him. <laughs> it's just like the best. I yeah. love it. Yeah. It was fantastic. And then starts yeah. strutting just like, yeah, motherfucker. You thought I was going to help you? Get out of here. Sting. I'm never going to help you. What- would KO kicking him in the dick really be? Let's let's talk through this. Would that even necessarily be bad? I no. mean, that's a nice direction to come out of, because then you could just have those two feud, right? Right, for sure, and, and build to a big match at SummerSlam or something. I mean, it's not the, it's not like the worst idea. No, it, it's not. No, it, it really is not. <laughs> like I mean that in all sincerity. Like, because the big story is going to be, hopefully, <laughs> fingers crossed, at the end of this weekend, the fracturing of the bloodline, and you don't need Owens and Zayn for that. They they can go off and do their own little thing. You know what I mean? Doing their own thing, absolutely, no doubt about it. I'm saying there's no story. If they win impossible. the tag team titles, it's like all right, cool. Right now, now what? <laughs> you know, now, these guys exist. Now to they're feud taking, with each other. Then they're, then they're taking on the Viking Raiders on <laughs> right, Raw. Exactly. Monday. Right. Like, right. <laughs> You know, Braun, like, Strowman, and Rick O'Shea are the next competitors to come down to a challenge. You know, they'll do like the Hiroki Goto after you know a, a big time. You know, Owens and Zayn are, yeah. are celebrating in the middle of the ring, and all of a sudden, oh, here come Braun Strowman and Ricochet. Like, we want the next shot at those tag team titles. You know, a hot feud with Eric and Ivar <laughs> right, is in the cards right. for them. <laughs> Chad Gable, who's short again, by the way. They, they like to tell you that. Do you know? Do you know, now you could guess, of course, but just be honest with me. Do you know which is Eric and which is Ivar? Okay, I do know this recently, and I don't remember how, but there was like some discussion. I I was listening to a podcast, and they did the exact same thing, and the host was like, oh, no, oh, God, oh, God. And I do remember it. Eric is Roe. And Ivar is whatever the other guy's name, original name was. Hanson, Hanson, Hanson or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When When you watch... Do you do like me and just in your head it's just Ray Rowe and, and Warbeard Hansen? Uh like, yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I don't because I don't know Eric and Ivar. Like if I said Eric yeah, and Ivar, like it, it, it it yeah. When I watch, it's like I'm just like, oh, Ray Rowe is in the ring. And then when they say like, oh, it's Ivar, I'm like, oh yeah, they're not Ray Rowe and Hansen anymore. <laughs> right. They're Eric and Ivar. Um <laughs> it's company fucking stinks. The Viking experience, it's the stinks. Viking Raiders. Yeah, it's good, great company. It's the drizzling shits, this fucking company. Uh, what's next? Well, let's talk about drizzling shits here. Hell in a Cell, uh, Edge, oh, God. who is going to that place, versus the Demon. And Edge, they've made many, many mentions of the Brood Edge. Okay, can I can I do something real quick? Sure. We got to stop retconning the, the Brood. We have to. I know you weren't alive, alive. I know you weren't watching. You were very much alive. I know you weren't watching much Attitude Era WWF. The brood. I, a lot of people, a lot of people listening to this weren't alive. That's how long ago. It yes, was. it was very long ago. First off, so they're taking something from a very long time ago and pretending that everybody knows what it is. They don't. Um, the brood. It's like a quarter century ago. Yeah, it was a very long time ago. I was like eleven or twelve, and I'm now thirty six. <laughs> it's like you know what I mean. Like I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. significantly older than I was when the brood was at their peak. We got to stop retconning the brood. We have to stop pretending the brood was a big deal. We have to stop pretending Edge and the brood was a big deal. We just have to. It's. I'm sick of it. I can't have it happen anymore. It's one thing Tom to pretend. Brady, Edge. Tom. Tom. Tom Brady was at Michigan. Right. Was the <laughs> yeah, probably like a freshman in Michigan or whatever. As even anywhere near graduating. We're, we got to stop this. Tom Brady was getting benched by Lloyd Carr when, uh, <laughs> when the Brood was a thing. 
We have to stop. We just have to. It, 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 it's 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 ridiculous. Like first off, it's bad enough that we pretend Edge is a big star when he never was a big star, and and that's been proven time and time again as he's just a ratings disaster everywhere he goes. But like this this retconning that the Brood Edge was like a significant thing, or 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 we need to stop. The Brood was they had fire and they had cool music, and that was it. They were dorks and they were geeks, and Edge was a lackey for Gangrel. And by the time you remember them doing anything, they weren't in the brood anymore. Edge debuts. The brood feuds with Edge for a while. Edge and Christian feud with each other for a little while. That was okay. Edge was doing some okay stuff at that time, whatever. He joins the brood. He's just a dude. He's just the third guy in the brood. And then they don't do shit. Then they're part of the Ministry of Darkness. And then they leave the brood. And that's, you know, people could say, well, what about No Mercy? They weren't a part of the brood in the the ladder match with, with the Hardy Boys. Because the Hardy Boys were the new brood. Okay? So you're talking mm-hmm. about, at most, you're, you're talking about a couple of months in like mid-1998 until early 1999, where they were dorks and they were geeks. We need to stop this. We have to. We cannot keep pretending the brood edge thing or the brood was a big deal. We can't. We well, just can't I, do this anymore. I, I would counter with edge is a dork and a geek now. So maybe this is the brood Perfect. version. Perfect. Great. Well, good. Edge. Yeah. Because I saw people being like, they got to let Christian be there for this moment. <laughs> no. <laughs> if I'm Christian, I'm outworking everybody by saying, no, I'm I'm good, man. I'm okay. Isn't Christian a free agent? I don't know. Isn't this con- wasn't his contract coming due? I mean, I know he's selling the, the coffin loss at the moment. Like, I get that. But um, anyway, yeah, no. I Look. This is dork fucking city, this match. Just uh, lights and red and ugh, fucking zero. Fucking zero. This zero. Is, this, is, this, is, this is Jim Otto. It's double zero. Put this fucking match under the grounds. I, I, I can't. I cannot. This is the epitome of WWE bullshit. And, and listen, the, the crowd will probably eat this up. This will be a hot match. They'll love it. There'll be special effects. The demon's heart will beat. Whatever the fuck. There'll be lots of shenanigans. You know, but this is not for me. I I I, I am not looking forward to watching these shows. Especially <laughs> Listen to us Raw. this weekend. Patreon.com slash voices of wrestling. Voices wrestling.com slash Patreon. Uh flagship patreon.com. Instant reactions after both of these hot shows. Uh, that we're talking about right here. I guess it'll be fun to listen to us bury them, I guess, in, in one way or shape or form. But uh, well, maybe yeah. it'll be good. Maybe we won't bury them. I well, I will say one thing that was I, I realized last year was the best way for me to consume a WrestleMania because I was in Alaska during during last year's WrestleMania weekend. Of course, I was. Um, so I woke up every morning and watched like the mornings of these two WrestleManias and watched them. But I could skip all the entrances. I was done with the manias in like an hour and 45 minutes. These shows are, if you skip the entrances and the Miz dancing with cinnamon toast crunch and all this other bullshit and all the video packages or whatever, you can get through with the shows in like less than two hours. All these WWE fans want to do though, is sing along with entrances. Exactly. They don't like the matches. The matches are boring. They don't, they don't react during matches anymore. They just sit there and, and you know, it's, um, so you're like, it's no wonder that you're not, don't really like this stuff. Cause you don't like all the things that, <laughs> that they emphasize, you know. Uh, Gunther defending the IC title against Sheamus and Drew McIntyre Joe in a triple threat match. Yeah, I hate that they did this. I would just much rather just have any combination of these guys in a singles match would be better. 
Yeah, and really, you know, the reason they did this is because they had nothing for Drew and they had to shoehorn him in. Because the story here is Sheamus going for the one title he's never won. So I'd rather just have Sheamus versus Walter and then have Drew do something else. But they didn't have anything else for Drew. So, you know, so they they worked him in there because he had been teaming with Sheamus. So, look, this this has a chance to be hard-hitting and very good. I would have much preferred the more straightforward story of Sheamus chasing the title against Gunther, a guy who he has a history with, and we had that great match with at the seizing the castle or whatever it was. Um, but they had to get Drew in there somehow, I guess. I, I mean, so that mitigates my excitement, but I will still go like six or seven for this. Yeah, I'm still a seven because at the end of the day, like these guys are going to go out there and just beat the living shit out of each other. And, and this is... This is all I want out of wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, the, I mean, yeah. I, the, I I don't want like a triple threat match with these three, but like these guys just going in there, the bell ringing, and them just beating the fuck out of each other. That's what I want. And, and I'm guessing we're not going to get a whole lot of like, you know, Sheamus does a bro kick and then Gunther slides out of the ring and then Sheamus and Drew McIntyre fight each other for 10 minutes. I hope not. Maybe they do because that's that tends to be this the house style for, for these, you know, three way dances or whatever. But I, I do hope that there's a little bit of just like all three in there just beating the fuck out of each other. But yeah, I, I got to like something on these shows. I got to look forward to something. And, and this is the one thing that I, I am definitely uh, l- looking forward to. Um, let's let's do these uh, real quick and then we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the final two matches. We have the women's WrestleMania showcase fatal four way tag match. Joe, you ready for all oh these names? God. No. Liv Morgan, fresh off four or five different star-making performances, will team with Raquel Rodriguez to take on the formidable duo of Natalia and Shotzi, uh, who will also be there with uh, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. And then, like you said, the Team Karen, Chelsea Green, and Sonia Deville, who qualified on Raw this past week. Unless you're related to any of these people, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Zero. How is this not a zero? Zero. It's a zero. You can't possibly give a fuck about any of this or any of these people unless like you're their parents <laughs> if you live morgan's like cousin or something you're like oh cool yeah let's see what gianna's got doing at wrestlemania so uh and then the men's wrestlemania showcase fatal four-way tag match we gotta watch these oh, god, god damn it god i cannot fucking <laughs> stroman and rick o'shea versus the street profits i can't believe you can't find anything better for montez ford what are we doing here Paul, really? The same thing that we've done with Montez Ford for all this. Angel Dawkins is good, too. He's just wearing his little basketball jersey, doing his stuff. Uh, Alpha Academy, Chad Gable and Otis, and the Viking Raiders, Eric and Ivar. I feel like these Again, same teams I, have. Who fucking cares? Good God. Multiple, multiple zeros, man. Multiple Zero. Zeros. This is like, God. It's like my, my third or fourth zero. I, <laughs> no one can possibly care. Can we get Otis off my fucking screen? <laughs> yeah, what are we doing with Otis? Like, why? Why? In any other era, half these guys would be fired all the time. You know, you know what I mean? Like, and, and I mean that in a good way. Like, cycling guys in and out is healthy and good. Like, we're, we're what, four years into the Otis thing? Five years into the Otis thing? Like, come on. Remember that one guy on Twitter who told me Otis had more charisma than Okada? <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> Let me see if I can find the tweet. Oh, my God. Twitter. What a fucking disaster. God, um, fucking guy. Let's see. Here. I don't I don't I think it was a subtweet. You're not gonna find it. Uh-huh. Um but that was a real thing. But um no, nah, who could possibly give a fuck about this? You can't you can't give a fuck about it. Oh yeah, maybe it was a subtweet. Yeah, I can't find the exact so I've had enough of Gable too. I, I've I've had Oh yeah, yeah, he's a he's geek. He's a geek. Because I've seen people That's be like, Oh, AW should Gable. get him. I'm like, no, nah, he's been a dork for like seven years now. No, nah, I'm good. He go away. 
Do you really want Chad Gable and AEW <laughs> no. to do what? To do what? What's he going to do? Yeah, there, there are numerous wrestlers as good as Chad Gable in the world that are unsigned. So I'm good. Yeah, I've had enough of that guy too. Shoosh, get lost. <laughs> Fucking shorty G. Shorty G. Get the fuck out of here. Annoying. All right. Well, surely this can't be a zero. <laughs> Ray Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio. Oh God, it's it's a fucking zero. What do you mean? Oh, I, I, you don't care about this match? No, <laughs> I will never care about Dominic, and I don't give a fuck about this melodramatic father versus son bullshit. I can't. No, no, Rich. No, I but do not. You, fucking you, care you about don't. This. You don't align with Ray Mysterio saying she may be your mother, but she's my wife. <laughs> I don't even care about Rey Mysterio anymore. I've had enough of Rey Mysterio. With 20, 20 straight years good. of Rey Mysterio? You're tired of him now? What the hell? I would be perfectly fine with never watching Rey Mysterio wrestle again. Is that a hot take? Uh, I'm good. I don't well, care how could you, about I mean, Rey Mysterio. I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm all right. I've had, I had like 10 years where Rey Mysterio was really, really good, and I really liked him. But yeah, that was like that ended in like 2004. So I, I, I'm good. I, I think I'm all right. Like I'm not, I'm not begging the guy to retire. Like if he left the company and went somewhere else, it's not like I'd hate it. But it, would I be? My point here is, would I be okay with never seeing him wrestle again? Yes. The answer is yes. I don't care about Rey Mysterio anymore, and I will never care about Dominic. <laughs> never, never <laughs> will care about Dominic ever. I, I regret to inform you that Joe, I am also a uh, a zero for for Ray and Dominic. Man, these shows! Ah, I didn't really realize they were as dire as they are. Uh, night two, though, we will know the main event of this one, and and I do think we're going to do more than zero on this one. I I, I surely hope so. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Th- this is where I I, I say I, I'm a ten out of ten for this one, for all the reasons that I talked about at the beginning of the show. Just just I don't think I'm going to love the match because it's like going to be Roman, you know, talking and 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 all that sort of stuff. But Cody's just magnetic uh, on WWE. He's just got this thing that so many other guys in that company don't have. The crowd is going to be fucking uh, absurd for this match. And then I'm just fascinated to see how it ends. I'm fascinated to see, do they have the balls to just go with it and just say, you know what? Yeah, Cody, he's our guy. He beats Roman. Roman's reign is over. Or do they overthink it? Are they tossing and turning? I I don't know. There's so many different ways that this can go. uh, um, Or or maybe, again, like it, it can go a bunch of different ways. Or they can just do the smart thing. They could just do the smart thing, and Cody just pins him one, two, three, and and ends it. But I don't know. I'm I, no matter what. I'm fascinated to see how it goes. So so I'm I'm a ten out of ten for this match. Nine, yeah, I'm at a nine. Um, I think they're gonna have a great match. I know Roman Reigns. Like if you look, he doesn't have great matches at WrestleMania. Like if you really, oh, far far from it. He's had one really good match at WrestleMania, and, and pretty much none since then. Which one are you counting? The Brock, uh, the Brock match? The Brock Seth match. Ran in? Uh, the Brock match, yeah. Yeah, and that was like just a one-sided beatdown that was compelling for that reason, right? And then, Yeah, that was the Suplex City bitch and all that sort of stuff that, that people do kind of forget. That, that match was, was really just Brock taking it to, to, to Roman almost the entire match, but Roman was good in it, and so I got to call. It was a great match. I got to call, you know, if it, he was a part of a great match, no matter what, you know what I mean? Like that, that's, but. No, he was great in that match. Yeah. So he sold his ass off, and it was compelling, and Brock was awesome. He really hasn't have another great WrestleMania match. No, he's had more bad ones. Honestly, that that Undertaker match is one of my least favorite matches of all time. That no, one where terrible he's, match. He just beat on the Undertaker for for fucking forty five minutes and and beat him, and it's like, all right, cool, <laughs> nice job beating the old grandpa <laughs> up for thirty minutes. That was cool. Uh, the match with Triple H was was dog shit. Um, 
The New Orleans one, I don't think that was any good, right? The I don't New Orleans know Brock versus Roman. I don't match. remember Brock versus Roman in New Orleans. That was the one where everybody thought Roman was going to beat him, and, and and Brock just won. I I see. I don't remember that not being very good. I don't really remember much about it. Uh, WrestleMania thirty five, he beat Drew McIntyre. No, that in, was that was like okay. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's they had kind of downcycled him for a little bit, and then yeah, that that yeah. was that was during the brief like he, ah. he, he doesn't have great. The point here is he doesn't have this great resume of WrestleMania matches. He doesn't. And this title reign <laughs> hasn't had great matches. Mm. Um, I've talked about that a million times. It's the most overrated title reign from that standpoint. Um, you know, people who love this title reign just love this, this hokey television stuff where they, where they fucking talk to each other. They don't, you know, it's not the matches or anything like that. Um, I think they're going to have a great match though. I do. And I think Cody's going to win. And I think, you know, the fireworks and all that are going to go off. And it's, you know, it's going to be a big fuck you to Tony Khan and AEW from both Cody and the WWE. And it's going to, you know, be something that truly does feel special. That's what I think. Yeah, so yeah, I'm for sure. Nine. And this this goes back to what we talked about when Cody first entered the company last year. And I've seen a lot of people say, oh, that you know, you think Vince McMahon and, and Paul are going to put over AEW. Yeah, because it makes so much sense to do it. Because he's not an AEW guy anymore. He's your guy. You know what I mean? He's winning your title. He never won AEW's title. He's winning your top title. And all that says for, and we, we said it exactly at the time too, all that says is for anybody into AEW that's even thinking about going there, just know that Cody went there and they let him main event WrestleMania and win the title and let off 20 straight minutes of fireworks or whatever. That will be in everyone's mind. Yeah. That I can be main eventing WrestleMania with 20 minutes straight of fireworks. And 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 trust it, there is a generation of wrestling fans that that they're we're starting to get there. There's starting to be these newer fans or newer wrestlers that are coming in. Like your Max Casters have, have always kind of said, like, I really have no affinity for WWE whatsoever. I don't really care. And, and MJF sort of has said the same, but like there is still most people want mm. to main event WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Like MJF's a big time WWE mark. Oh yeah, no, 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 I know. He 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 talks the talk that he's not, but like at the end of the day, it's like, part of the act. It's right, part of right, the right. act too, but it, it but he definitely is. Like he grew up loving WWE. Right, like uh, yeah, those bar mitzvah photos that he had. Remember, it was all about Maximania and yeah. all this sort of stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, they, they're, there's they're they're less than there used to be. Like ten years ago, every single person wanted a main event WrestleMania. There's probably yeah. Your your overall point is correct. We have wrestlers now who are young enough where they yeah. That's absolutely true. That that maybe main eventing WrestleMania isn't the biggest thing to them, but most of them that is still the biggest thing to them. So if they see their old coworker winning the title with with twenty minutes straight of fireworks going off, they want that. And when the time comes to to sit down at a table, WWE can say, well, you know, look what we did with Cody. So, so yeah, yeah it no, makes so a, they don't want to bury the guy. Like, like, will they? If they ultimately decide that they don't want to end this this Roman thing, it's not going to be because this guy came from AEW. It's because of some other dumb fucking reason. You know what I mean? Like, because we both agree. Like, any anything that's not Cody winning this thing is dumb as fuck, right? I can't wrap my head around any other scenario that makes sense. It'd be indefensible because if it's not this guy in this match at this moment in front of this crowd. With this story, then it's never. Who who else are you gonna have? Even 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 short term. Yeah. Let alone maybe Solo Sokoa turning on him is long term. I don't know. I'm not sure Solo Sokoa can hold up that end. No, I don't. I don't um, think so. I, I even long like right now he's definitely not ready. But even no. longer term, I 
I watch him and I'm like, eh, I don't know if he's a big time star. Um, but even short term, what the fuck do you do? It's got to be Cody. Yeah, if it's not this guy this at, at this point now, then just fucking forget it. Just 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 say Roman Reign is is the eternal champion of the world. You know, we're done. <laughs> we're, we're done. I so mean, it, it's yeah, over. I mean, I don't know what's more important to them: Roman breaking all of these like fake records or. Some of them are uncatchable. I mean, what are you going to have him hold the titles eight eight years like Bruno did? I mean, you're not going to catch some of these records anyway. So, no, nah, Cody has to win. He's got to win. He has to win. There's, I don't think anything else. I mean, it would be incredibly deflating if he didn't in all the wrong ways. I mean, and then again, you have nowhere else to go. I've seen some people say you can have him lose here and then win in like Saudi Arabia or whatever. It's like, man, oh, can you think of a worse? I mean, that. If they, I cannot think of a worse possible thing than having the American nightmare, you know, lose at WrestleMania and 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 win in Saudi Arabia. You know what I mean? Like just the most. Well, if he's gonna win, well, oh, here's the thing: if you're if he's gonna win the title, why not just do it here? Right, I, I agree. At WrestleMania, right. If he doesn't win here, then he just shouldn't win it. There's no, yeah, there, there's no argument that I can hear for Cody not winning, other than like. We just want Roman to win all these dumb records or, or break all these dumb, worthless, meaningless records in a fake sport. That's it. Or or that they don't because if you don't think Cody's the guy in any way, shape or form that you don't think like it's one I, I get like the Sammy thing. We said, you know, that was really fucking dumb, but I get it. You know, they didn't want Sammy. They, they didn't want Sammy wasn't their guy. They don't want to put Sammy on posters. They don't think Sammy's a great representation of the company, what, whatever it may be. He looks like how he looks and. What more do you want out of fucking Cody? You know what I mean? Like, that's a guy. <laughs> you know, so if, if it's not, that's what I mean. If it's not this guy, if it's not Cody at this time, then it's fucking nobody. There's nobody else in that roster. Nobody. Yeah, they got nobody on the bench. They haven't. You know, who's the next guy up? Paul who, who's the next guy up in, in Paul Levesque? Paul Levesque, the ace WWE. booker. Who has, he, who has he warmed up? No one. Nobody. He's got nobody warmed up ready to step in. You know, and you, you would think that WrestleMania, we would know. Well, Cody's going to win, and and there's man, there's two or three guys who are going to win big matches on this show, and they're 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 know, right they're next. next, yeah, they're right next in line. Cody's going to come out on that Raw, and now we know who's going to come out on Raw to challenge him. There's nobody. Mm-mm. That must that's I think that must be Vince's fault though. Paul had a very long list of guys, but then you know, I you know the guy's done a poor job. He's done a piss poor job booking this company. He's done a bad job. He's got one really good now, story <laughs> that, that I don't know that he didn't start. He didn't start, and I don't know. Now think. the now the house show the house show business is yeah. still strong. Yeah, yeah. Based on that one story, really, I mean, and they had, you know, and they've got Cody hot, but they've got. What's next? He has to win. I'm done talking about this. Yeah, let, let's let's on. move on. <laughs> let's, I am I'm done. So that is that is WrestleMania goes Hollywood Saturday and WrestleMania goes Hollywood Sunday. We will be, uh, uh, of course, uh, previewing those or reviewing those, I should say, uh, this weekend over at uh, flagshippatreon.com, patreon.com slash voices of wrestling and voices of wrestling.com slash Patreon. All right. So we already kind of buried the NXT, but let's run through the card. What, what's on this? NXT show? <laughs> okay. So we're we're, at, we're 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 running a little low on time, so I'm not going to play the Roxanne Perez uh, uh, promo package. So you'll just have to find it for oh. yourself. But uh, sorry. Uh, Chase, you, Andre Chase, Duke Hudson, and Thea Hale, and Tyler Bates. Yes. Uh, versus Schism, Joe Gacy, Jagger Reed, Rip 
Fowler and Ava, the winners, gain control of Chase University. Ava has no screen presence whatsoever. (laughs) She is the polar opposite of her father. Just none. She has no screen presence at all. Um, Yeah, so this old Chase U thing, you know, the whole Duke Hudson story coming to a head here. (laughs) The the whole Duke Hudson story, yes. God, why? As we all the refer to it as the whole Duke Hudson yeah. story, yes, as we all know. Can we just move on? I can't. <laughs> Zero. I'm embarrassed. Yeah. Why I'm, does the I'm weird like, why does the weird sex cult want to take control of Chase? You again? This is a, this is a porn that I I'm sure I've seen. Gallus, this is a triple threat tag team title match here. Yeah. Gallus defending the titles against the Creed Brothers. And the D'Angelo family, Tony D'Angelo, and the still without a Wikipedia page, Channing Stacks Lorenzo. Well, you've been you've been refreshing, waiting for a Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah, well, at for some point, right? Like, what is twenty two stacks of dimes, Lorenzo? Yeah, here, what is Channing Stacks Lorenzo get a Wikipedia page? Come on, guy's been on national TV for like two years now, right? Yeah, I mean, okay. <laughs> Well, they're going to be battling for the, for the tag team titles. Uh, zero. Uh, fatal five-way for the NXT North American Championship. Wes Lee, Dragon Lee, JD McDonough, Ilya Dragunov, and Axiom. Yes, Dragon Lee making his debut. Yep. All right. Uh, th- th- they'll do a lot of flippy-doos and a lot of crazy stuff. I- I'm at about a five for this one because there's enough talented wrestlers in this match for me to... Oh, we're still giving numbers Oh, to I- I'm things? doing numbers. Yeah, I've been 0-0 zero, zero for the first two, and then I'm giving five for yeah, this Yeah, I mean, so. those are easy zeros. Easy zeros. I won't yeah. do, we won't do the one to ten for uh, Supercard of Honor, so... I'm kind of numb to these kind of matches, but, I'll, you know, it's yeah, Dragon yeah. Lee's debut, so, yeah, give, you know, give, we'll see. Give him, give him a try. Uh, tag team titles, women's tag team titles, Fallon Henley and Kiana James versus Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. Ah, sounds great. Can't <laughs> Count wait, me in. Rich. Count me in. Mark uh, Scott can't wait. <laughs> ladder match for the NXT women's title. Roxanne Perez, Zoe Stark, Gigi Dolan, Tiffany Stratton, Lyra Valkyria, Valkyria or whatever the fuck. Who cares? And Indy Hartwell. They had to change her name. Remember, she was like Alf, Al, 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 or whatever the <laughs> fuck Alfie or whatever. And we couldn't pronounce it. And everybody in Ireland and made fun of it, us. So. It, and it's like, but and then it's like pronounced Linda. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like it was <laughs> right, not, but this name, I, I have trouble with this name too. Ayaofi, hold on, let me. See. It's uh, where's the pronoun? Where's the right. pronunciation? I gotta piss. So you you can you can figure this out while I go pee. <laughs> yeah, I'll so, figure this out. Yeah, please, please. Um, give me a minute. How to pronounce? Okay, it was spelled A O I F E. Efa is how you pronounce that. Efa, I'm being told. Um, but they changed it to uh, to more Americanize her there. But uh, this is all very preposterous. Okay, there's they clearly had a change of plan somewhere midstream with Roxanne Perez, and you know again this is more Vince McMahon anecdotal evidence where they calling her up. She showed up at the Royal Rumble. Uh, they took the title off her. They did the whole angle to get her out of there. Maybe there was a call up. Maybe Vince uh, had something to do with this and decided he didn't want her called up. You could speculate all day long. Now it's not an injury. Now she's saying she has crippling anxiety. I am so sick of wrestling characters, especially baby faces that are built around their crippling anxiety. Enough of this. Okay. I grew up with a mother 
who had crippling anxiety for, for uh, a large portion of her life, still to this day, didn't leave the house for years. I don't need the lowest form of entertainment, which is pro wrestling, trying to tell <laughs> stories about people with crippling anxiety. I don't need it. And that's not me being offended or anything like that, because I happen to grow up with someone who struggled with that mightily. It's just, I don't need the worst and lowest form of, of entertainment to try to tackle these kinds of stories. And, and I, 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 I got to play one... the promo. I got to do it. I got to do it. People need to know. People need to listen to this. Give me a minute. Okay. Play the promo. I, I think people need to hear it, right? Yes. Go ahead. Play okay. The promo. All right. It's going to, it's going to play in a sec here. It's, it's currently loading. Make sure I don't have any ads on this. Okay. Roxanne Perez returned to NXT to defend her title at Stand and Deliver, all right? Ready. Here we go. Look, I know you're better physically, but mentally, you're just not sure. Roxanne, you're 21 years old. You've got a long, wonderful career ahead of you. Look, there's going to be other Stand and Delivers. Will there be? I can't think like that. Did you think like that? WrestleMania was the most important night of the year for you. I know that you never had the mindset of, well, there's always next year. It was here and now, and you stole the show every time, and that's exactly what I want to do is stand and deliver. My anxiety is crippling, but I can't run away from it. I have to confront it. And the only way that I can do that is by facing it head on. The only way that I can win this battle is by climbing that ladder, retrieving my title, a title that I never lost. So please, please let me do this. Please let me do this for me and for everyone out there that struggles with what I struggle with, that, that they can overcome it. They don't have to be a prisoner of this. Please, please. I want tests. All right, I want a meeting with the doctors and I want you to get follow-ups and stuff like that, okay? Okay, I got it. Thank, thank you. You deserve the right to defend your championship at Stand and Deliver. You're in the match, okay? <laughs> thank you, Sean. Thank you so much. Thank you. I will get everything for you. Everything. I'll get it for you. I okay, look, you're going to give me a nervous breakdown, okay? <laughs> Roxanne, you can beat this. Good luck. Thank you, Sean. brutal <laughs> fucking terrible and, and like you said yeah i don't i don't know that i necessarily need like the worst form of art ever nxt 2.5 or whatever the fuck that we're calling this nxt to be tackling like people with crippling anxiety and sean michael saying you can you're, you're gonna beat this roxanne you're gonna beat this I, I like when he's like i want tests done and stuff <laughs> and stuff yeah I, look and it's clear that they changed this midstream. Like, first it was an injury angle. Mm -hmm. Now it's some kind of mental health fucking bullshit. Like, and now is she the champion? Is she not the champion? I'm not even sure. Is she the champion? She is. Yeah, they, they have now declared that she is going to be defending the title again. And that's why I mentioned for I, I cut the video off there. But if you want to watch the video, they go to the NXT, whatever the, they're calling the arena or whatever. And all the other participants are in the ring. And if you notice, a few of them are pointing to things. And I am positive that when they filmed Zoe Stark and Gigi Dolan and Stratton and, and, and Leah or Lyra and, and Indy, that they were probably hanging the title from the roof. 
to say, hey, we're going to have a ladder match because, you know, there would be subtlety hammer. So everybody had to kind of point and go, yeah, 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 I'm going to climb a ladder and grab that. But they had to retcon that because now Roxanne's defending the title instead of it being for the, the vacant title because it was vacated and now she's defending it again. Dude, I have no fucking idea. What, what are we doing? Mess. Figure this out, well, man. What the as hell? I was saying when you were as I was saying when you were going to the bathroom, it's clear that there was a this was not the plan. They they, they just changed plans at the last second. And 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 then there's also the factor of it's very clear that wasn't actually Shawn Michaels and the shot. They just it, it's just such a mess. And um it stinks. It all stinks and the way they tell their stories in NXT is awful. Um, but, but we went over that in the first hour. I mean, it's just really, really bad. This is one of the worst things they've ever done. This is just irredeemably terrible. And, um, it's just a big old mess. And, you know, toxic attraction three is going to get involved in this match somehow to screw Dolan. And I don't know, you know, we'll see. Are we going to have some big dramatic moment? Where Roxanne Perez is trying to overcome her anxiety, yeah, and, in the and that's the other the thing too. It's just like I don't need that. No, you're trying to tackle like a very big thing, and it's like I'm gonna with do that for everybody who struggles around. for with the same thing that I struggle with, and it's like, oh my god, oh right. god, it's just gonna be so. It's just wrestling. I just all- want to watch wrestling. <laughs> Can I just have a woman say, you know what? I want to beat you and win the fucking title to prove I'm the best woman in this company. It, it's. It's um, you're going to try to tell that kind of story, first of all, and pro wrestling is bad enough. But then in the least subtle and most egregiously awful pro wrestling that there is, NXT is where we're going to do this, where it's going to be so over the top and dramatized and. uh, Man, I (laughs) tests and stuff. You know where this is going and it's nowhere good. (laughs) No, no. Oh, you could do it, but you need tests and stuff as the fake crowd goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that? They have fake crowd noise in the back, too. Cheering to Shawn Michaels saying, all right, you could do it, but you got to do tests and stuff. <laughs> yeah, you got to do the I thing where they put the ink plots on the on the paper and you have to say what you think it is. Like, all right, can you do that? For me? So is this officially like a mental health story? Or is, yeah. Is she oh, concussed? yeah. No, we're there. What's I think the we're there. Deal? I thought it was concussion and then it was a non injury injury or something i i i don't know dude i have no idea yeah she put out the tweet she's like i I, she put out a tweet that was like um you are not alone she said at the end of the tweet so i think they're going full on full head of steam with this like crippling anxiety thing as opposed to the injury or or was it the beatdown that gave her the anxiety? I, Rich, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's, at I, some point in this, she had a match with Miko Setamoro that lasted like 15 minutes, and then she passed out at the end. So then people were like, well, is she actually hurt or whatever? And then everyone's like, no, 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 she's not actually hurt or whatever. But then they vacated the title, and it's like, okay. And then she's now she's back, but she has crippling anxiety. I, Why isn't Miko Setamoro the champion? Yeah, she should have been the, the champion. She beat her ass. Her. She beat her ass and made her pass out. I'm giving her the title. You know, can she just come in and beat up all of these people and just win the match? Because, you know, can she just enter it like Brock did the money in the bank that one year and just beat oh, everybody up? And win? He walked in. He was like, I'm in this. And they're like, no, you're not. And he's like, well, you can tell me I'm not. And they're like, I guess not. Ring the bell. <laughs> that was great. Enjoyed that. What all else right. we got on this dopey NXT show? Uh, we got Johnny Gargano versus Grayson Waller in an unsanctioned match. And it wasn't enough that ah, great, which <laughs> they had the story. And this is what we're talking about with NXT two point, whatever the fuck it is. The story is already made. You have Johnny Gargano returning to NXT. When he left NXT and did his heartfelt goodbye, Grayson Waller beat his ass. Johnny Gargano's back. Right? We're done, right? We got it. 
That's right. Grayson Wall, Grayson Wall wants to prove that he is now the star of NXT and Johnny Gargano's old news. The end. We're done. No, we got to do home invasions. We got to have somebody invading someone's home. It's not a story. We're not telling stories unless someone's invading someone's house. So if Grayson Waller invading Johnny Gargano's house, what are we doing here? Come on. Ridiculous. And horseshit. Horseshit. I mean, but Gar- and again, you know, Gargano was never going to get pushed on the main roster. Even with uh, Levesque there, it was obvious. When Vince really was gone, it, it was obvious that they were that Levesque was never going to push him on the main roster for whatever reason. So, I don't know. He's back in high school. I, I don't know what to say here. Yeah, but, not um, good. <laughs> not good things for him. Uh, and then finally, Braun Breaker versus Carmelo Hayes to the NXT title. Do you, do you do the switch now? Does Carmelo get the win, or are you not ready just yet? I don't know. I don't, Rich, I don't give a shit. How about that for yeah, an answer? I, I, I don't could. care what they do here. Um, I want them to just call both of these guys up already so we can watch them fail on the main roster and get it over with. Um, and, you know, I don't know. Um, I, I don't I don't really care. I'm, I'm done with Braun Breaker because he never gets any better. Like, it's the same shit every time with this guy. I don't see any improvements. Um, maybe that's being unfair. Um, but I don't know. I, I can't sit here and tell you that I'm champing at the bit waiting to see it because I'm not. I, NXT is just... It's just the worst that pro wrestling has to offer today. I, I, I hate it so much that I don't have enough... I don't have the vocabulary to express how much I loathe everything about NXT. It is the antithesis of anything that I want ever in pro wrestling. I mean, short of like Lucha Underground or something where it's just fantasy shit. But it's like almost as bad. Like it, it, it's, it's right there. It's neck and neck. Oh, it's totally divorced from reality. It's a wrestling show that's yeah. supposed to happen in the real world. Which at least you can give Lucha Underground a little bit of a leeway because it was like supposed to happen in this weird universe. This is supposed to be the real world, but all these people don't act like humans. Nah, they're all terrible. You know, move on. They're all cartoonish, <laughs> like cartoon charactery kind of. It's just, it's just junk. Again, if this is the future of the company, I <sighs> I, I really will finally cut all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. Yeah. I, can't, I, can't I can't do this either. This is that 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 uh, that's a bridge too far for sure. But let's talk about a show that I think you and I are both very very excited about coming up Friday. Uh, again, we'll have an instant reaction live immediately following this show on Friday, March thirty first, and it's Ring of Honor's Super Card of Honor. And Joe, we got a brand new match just added today. Are you okay with me uh, spoiling that? It's official. It's been locked in. It's ready to go. You ready? Yeah. Let's go. What are these matches? We got. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Daniel Garcia. Wow. Yeah, that's going to sell some pay-per-views. That is going to sell some pay-per-views. It's And they're going to have to because they have not pushed this pay-per-view on TV at all. I haven't seen tonight's Dynamite. So maybe, you know, with the disclaimer that I haven't seen tonight's Dynamite. But there's been no ROH presence on Dynamite or Rampage. And really with the exception of Commander and Vikingo having television matches over the last couple of weeks and then putting them in a match together, there's been nothing on TV. So you're really just selling this pay-per-view to the 12,000 people who subscribe to Honor Club. And as we know, I mean, that's not going to cut it. You were selling these pay-per-views to the million people that were watching, the million-plus people that are seeing Dynamite every week previously, which is why they did nice little buy rates and record business for ROH. Now you're trying to sell pay-per-views to the 12,000 people watching this taped show every Thursday night, okay? So you were going to need stuff like Vikingo versus Commander and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Daniel Garcia to drum up some interest among uh, the 
hardcore wrestling fan who may have watched the other ROH pay-per-views, but were kind of on the fence or weren't going to buy this one because they're not Honor Club subscribers. Well, now you're getting people's attention. And it's very clear what they're doing here is chasing the hardcore fan. And this is an interesting experiment to see if an ROH pay-per-view without television exposure on Dynamite. Yeah. Depending, you know, even if they did stuff this week, it's still only one week's worth, where in the past... It was a whole pay-per-view builds worth. Right, much it's to the chagrin of, of, of a lot of people of, ah, there's too much ROH, too much ROH, too much ROH. But the, the proof is in the pudding. They sold a bunch of fucking pay-per-views because of it. Right. And and now we're going to see if they could sell pay-per-views based on buzzworthy matches and the few thousand people that are watching the weekly TV. And the weekly TV has no buzz. I don't care what you think of the shows. I'm kind of down on it. I don't look forward to it. I don't think it's that good. Uh, maybe because it's taped, maybe because they're so fucking long, maybe because the format, I don't know what it is. I can't get into the ROH TV, but um, some people really, uh, you know, uh, have enjoyed it. But the fact is it has no buzz. Anyone who tells you that show has, but no one's talking about it on Thursday nights or Friday mornings. And, you know, and we're going to see, can you sell a pay-per-view with, um, you know, a, a internet streamed taped show that, Less than 10,000 people, then less than 12,000 people are watching on a week in, week out basis, just on the basis of those worthy matches. We're going to find out. This is an experiment, and I want to see how it plays out. Definitely. Uh, we got for the ROH world title, this will be the, the uh, main event here Claudio uh, versus Eddie Kingston. They've got, again, they've done really good video packages with this, they've done really good like, sit down interviews or whatever. It's an experiment in how much YouTube and social media and stuff can, can build a pay per view because. You don't know that these guys. I mean, on, on normal TV, Claudio Castanoli is part of the uh, the you know Blackpool Combat Club, going out there doing stuff. And again, have not seen Dynamite, so again, we we could be completely off base if they did a bunch of stuff on Dynamite. But as far as I've seen, all this has been built, you know, via other means, and and it's been built well. But is it built enough for for people to buy it in mass? And and that's what we're going to find out. I mean, I'm excited for it because I know the background of these two guys, and and I've liked everything they've done to kind of build that match up. But uh, yeah, I don't know if that's going to hit enough people uh, to, to you know separate them from their forty dollars or whatever the the pay per view is. I mean, the show looks great on paper, and they the the, the previous ROH pay per views have been great. So um, it's the show I'm looking forward to most WrestleMania weekend, which isn't exactly clear in high bars because I think the I think the weekend stinks personally. I, there's not a lot there to sink my teeth into, but. Um, yeah, now, you know, this match, is that the only match they added tonight, or did they add something else? Uh, that is it. Did you know about the wheeler Utah katsuri shibata match, or no? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah they, they, I think they announced that earlier in the week, but that's pure for the pure title. Uh, that's another one. Otherwise, the rest of the card, uh, pretty much the same. The Reach for the Sky ladder match for the vacant ROH World Tag Team title. Lucha Brothers versus Top Flight versus Kingdom versus Aussie Open versus uh, uh, Roosh and Drillistico. Uh, and Gobernable is there. Uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, the embassy, Brian Cage. Oh, I guess they made this official. Brian Cage, Khan, and uh, and Toa Leona uh, versus Air Fox, Blake Christian, and, and Metalik. Uh, they they made it official earlier in the week, but for the uh, six-man titles. Uh, Samoa Joe versus Mark Briscoe uh, for the ROH World TV title. Athena versus Yuka Sakazaki for the ROH Women's title. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Vikingo versus Commander for the, uh, the AAA Mega Championship as well. Why did I think it was Athena versus Emi Sakura? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Okay. It's the magical girl. It is the magical girl. Yuka Sakazaki. Yep. Well, all right. Um, <laughs> Sorry. No, I mean, the card looks really good, and I'm sure it's going to be really good. So, um, 
definitely looking forward to it and super curious how it does in terms of business. And I know they were inching up towards a sellout too, so we'll have to see if they. Yeah, saw it I didn't. Well. I didn't. I didn't do the latest check on that, so I'm not exactly sure where where, where they're at with that. But um, but no, yeah, it looks like it's going to be a, a, a fun as hell show. So we're going to do uh, we're going to do instant reaction for that live Friday again. Uh, FlashyPatreon.com, ten dollar tier, uh, Patreon.com/slash Voices of Wrestling uh, for that. So uh, elsewhere on the weekend, we'll we'll kind of run that down over the next couple of uh, uh, minutes here on the show as we we bid you adieu and get ready for our hours upon hours and shows upon shows of of watching wrestling and and recording audio about wrestling. But uh, yeah, elsewhere on the weekend, uh, you know, Wednesday uh, we're we're recording this on a Wednesday. There's really nothing going on, nothing that's streaming. You know, Pandemonium Pro Wrestling looks like they got a decent crowd for Pandemonium, so uh, it speaks to my point of like you know run a Wednesday show on uh, at night. I uh, don't run it in the afternoon. Uh, and then the other shows, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see about violence and suffering and, and relentless wrestling or whatever. But uh, things kick off proper Thursday, March 30th, Crimson Crown Wrestling at 11 a.m. And also the Santino Brothers Wrestling uh, at 11 a.m. And that is going to be the first show that's available on Fight Plus. Now, I talked about this a lot on my previews, but for those that haven't listened to those and only listened to the flagship prior years, you used to have to buy the $180 package or pick and choose what shows you wanted to see. Anything that's going to be on Fight Plus, and I'll, I'll note what's going to be on Fight Plus moving forward. Anything that's on Fight Plus, if you go to VoicesWrestling.com slash fight and subscribe for $7.99, you get all of those shows. No additional. We talked about earlier how all these streaming services are going away from that. Fight is going back to the old style and saying, fuck it. Get everything for $7.99. I don't know if it's going to work out. It's probably not going to make financial sense, but that's fine. That's not our problem. That's their problem. Seven ninety nine voices of wrestling.com slash fight. Everything that's on fight plus you're going to be able to get uh, for that fee. High spots TV, very similar. Uh, not as many shows on high spots, but that's fourteen ninety nine a month. So you're going to be able to get all of those shows uh, and circle six. I just want to have to say it every single time circle six. Uh, all their stuff is going to be streaming for free uh, on YouTube uh, and their Facebook yeah. page. And they said Twitch, but last time they were on Twitch, they got banned. So uh, giving given what some of these shows look like, I, I, I tend to think they're probably going to get banned again. So probably just go to YouTube. It's, YouTube's probably safe for that. So th- those are all the, the major streaming ones. And there's a few pay-per-views that are streaming outside of, of Fight Plus where you can buy them on Fight. And, and I'll try to mention that moving forward, too, just so people are aware. But uh, if you're getting on Fight Plus, Santino Brothers Wrestling, California Love, 11 a.m. Pacific, that kicks you off on uh, on Thursday in terms of the streaming stuff. Uh, and then Circle Six has, has two shows at 2 p.m. Uh, Pacific, 3 p.m. Pacific. Uh, Circle Six, Brother, Can You Spare a Dime? And Circle Six, Lindsey Snow's Kaiju Cannabis Cup. Excited for you to uh, break those down on your weekly on your wrap up shows, uh, but then the real business end of the uh, of the uh, the weekend uh, starts at four p.m. Pacific. And like you said, of course, there's there's seventy seven shows this weekend, and the two shows that I'm looking forward to most on Thursday and 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 most pretty much until Ring of Honor are both at exactly the same time. Uh, the WrestleCon Mark Hitchcock Memorial Super Show uh, is at four p.m. And Josh Barnett's Bloodsport Nine also at four p.m. So what's so. what's the new what's the new card for the Hitchcock show? So that lost card like has been decimated. Yeah, that card has been absolutely decimated. Let me give you my the what I have as the latest for that card, but again, has been absolutely, absolutely, absolutely destroyed. Um, do, 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 make sure I got it all here. So I think it is now officially. Uh, Vikingo, Black Taurus, and Commander for the mega title. So, so you're getting a little bit of a preview for, for Ring of Honor there with Black Taurus instead. Uh, Eerie E versus Mike Bailey. Ultimo Dragon versus Negro Casas. Uh, Brian Keith and Kenta versus TBD and Tom Lawler. 
Michael Oku versus Blake Christian, uh, Arez, Laredo Kid, and Latigo. So Toxin, unfortunately, uh, had uh, a detached retina or something like that, which sucks because this is, I thought this was going to be a huge weekend for Toxin and, and, and Latigo because Vikingo's graduated now. You know what I mean? Vikingo and Commander, they've graduated. Now everybody knows about them. They've been on TV. It's time for those next wave of guys that, that, that are going to blow your mind. And that's, that's Toxin and Latigo who, who've been doing that for a couple years, but I don't think like your normal wrestling fan or your, your, even your, your semi hardcore wrestling fan really knew about those guys. This is going to be that weekend for them. Unfortunately, Toxin's going to miss it. He's still like 20 years old, so it's not that big of a deal. But uh, they're going to be in a, in a six man uh, against Aramis, uh, Galino Del Mall, and uh, Ray Horus. And then uh, six man tags uh, United Empire, Jeff Cobb, Kyle Fletcher, Mark Davis versus Time Machine, Alex Shelley, Chris Sabin, and Kushida. And then a very bizarre uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro 10 woman tag match where nobody has announced. I'm guessing whoever gets to Los Angeles in time is being told you're in the 10-woman tag, so uh, get out there because I don't know. They are not announcing any names, so I think it's just, hey, travel. Who the fuck knows? Whoever gets there and arrives, we're going to put them on the show type of thing. So there you go. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff on this. Um, Blake Christian replaced – Will Ospreay didn't have a match announced, but he was going to be on the show. Blake and 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 Davy Richards is out of the Tom Lawler tag. Yeah. Will, uh, Blake Christian replaced Josh Alexander, maybe in the Oku match. Uh, is that who it was? Yes, I think that's right. Yes, this show lost Will Osprey, Josh Alexander, and Davy Richards. Yeah, or yes. Leo Rush, maybe. Well, maybe it was. Leo uh, Rush. I don't think Leo was announced for this one. No, he wasn't booked on the show. Okay, so they lost three of the best wrestlers on the card. Um, and it still looks like a really good show. This is my second most anticipated show behind the Ring of Honor show. Yeah, and these wrestling like a really strong show, and, and they're always like serious. You know, what I mean, they they they're they're not bullshit. It's just a wrestling show. You know, what I mean, they're not up their own ass. It's it's not... a showcase of it's a showcase of the hottest unsigned wrestlers, right. basically yep. every year. So it should be good. Yeah, I'm always looking forward to those. Was happy to go to to one live as well. I really enjoyed it. But uh, and then uh, Bloodsport, of course, at the same time, uh, Kotobushi, Mike Bailey, you, you, one of your big matches there. They lost a little talent as well, uh, but I think they they recovered pretty well. Uh, John Moxie versus Alex Coughlin. Uh, Josh Barnett versus Timothy Thatcher, which, oh God, I'm already, I'm already not looking forward to that. So I don't know. There, there's definitely been better blood sports, but blood sports pretty normally pretty damn good. So I, I don't know. I, I'm still excited about it, even if it's not like, you know, has me super, super hyped up. I, I think if I had to choose, I'd go, I'd go super show. I'd go Hitchcock super show over blood sport this year. Yeah. Blood, blood sports very much hit or miss for me, but mostly miss. I, I haven't enjoyed a blood sport top to bottom in a while. Um, yeah. I think we're really just chasing that high of that first one for a while now. And yeah, it's, yeah. it has never lived up to that first one. The first couple. Yeah. Cause even the riddle one was a lot of fun. And then the first, which first one are you talk about? The well, first, I was talking about first the first one, riddle, riddle one. The first riddle one, I think was the best of them all. That, that was just so much fun A yeah. fun. Like I always, I, I said it in a preview that I did with Jeremy Sexton and, and we've said it a couple years now, like that one was so cool because it was like wrestlers in unfamiliar territory. What are they going to put them in a yeah. ring, take away the ropes? What are they going to do? And some guys wrestled, yeah, some bar- guys bar- fought, yeah. some guys grappled, some guys strike did strikes. Like it was that it was like, here are pro wrestlers in a non pro wrestling atmosphere. How do they adapt to this? And that was cool. Yeah. Some of these Barnett shows get a little too far up their own ass. And, and that's the problem. I, now we have like these pseudo MMA guys that are out here rolling and it's like, I don't Okay. You own a gi. I get it. man. Like this is entertaining. Yeah. Like let's get entertaining. Like you're just rolling around doing your fucking, you know, strip mall MMA routine. Like I'm good, man. I got it. Like this isn't very fun, you know? Yeah. So 
then there's three more circle six shows. The circle <laughs> six shows are each hour. Yes. Okay. So then there's three more circle six shows. The DDT show, which is going head to head with New Japan and Impact. I'm going to watch New Japan and Impact. Um, Rich will what you're going to watch the DDT show. Uh, yeah, you got me on the DDT. That's fine. That, I'll, I'll do that one. Yeah, yeah. You want to do that and then. Yep. Um, What's what's the main event of the D? I, I I'm not into DDT at all. But what's the main event? Uh, the main event actually. So I I think the card itself is pretty decent in terms of like the business end of the show, uh, which is is usually the case with DDT. But you're gonna get mad because it's like always the same names. It's uh, Takeshita versus uh, Ueno Yuki Ueno is your main event. Yeah, there. and if you tell me and look, that match is probably going to be great and one of the best matches of the weekend. And I fully expect you to tell me that I have to watch it, and I'm gonna watch it. But uh, there's also Endo the versus Janela. There's Endo versus Janela, which will be pretty good. The problem, though, is that, yeah, you have, you know, Dino versus Shinshiro Takagi and Michael Nakazawa. Yeah, right and yeah, yeah, you know, there's I, a lot yeah. of shit that I wish I could skip, but uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pot committed at this point. So I'll be watching DDT Goes to Hollywood. So. All right, so what's the a new card for New Japan Impact? Because that obviously... Had a oh, that injuries. show's been absolutely just fucking decimated by, by the injuries. They, they have had perhaps the worst luck of anybody uh, in terms of this stuff. So they are now Kushida and Leo Rush, which we got... Can we talk about Leo Rush and what he did this <laughs> yeah, week? this guy's great. <laughs> so yeah, this he's... is the all-time... This guy deserves a lot of love for what he did here. Uh, potential scorn, but I think love because I think it's just great carny bullshit. Uh, so Leo Rush was announced for For the Culture, uh, GCW Emo Fight, and I want to say one other show, but definitely those two. Emo Fight and For the Culture. Earlier this week, he goes, ah, I'm hurt. Can't make the bookings. And they go, okay, no problem. Thank you for letting us know. And they replace him on both the shows. And then on Tuesday, New Japan says, newly match signed for Multiverse United, Kushida versus Leo Rush. And it's like, he held up very yeah. quickly. He was like, ah, I can't do these bad bookings. Ah, you know what? The elbow feels okay. Yeah, I'm okay if you guys want to book me for this New Japan Impact Wrestling show at the Globe Theater as opposed to these random shows at fucking 3 a.m. In, in, in the Ukrainian Cultural Center or whatever. You know what I mean? Like a complete 180. Uh, I'm too, I'm, I can't. I'm it's too. The, it's the... It's the Leo Rush experience. Yeah, man. it is. It is, it is Leo Rush to a T. I, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm hurt. Oh, Kushida. Yeah, I'm all right. I, I, can, I can work that. <laughs> you know, it's, it's good stuff. So, uh, Kushida versus Leo Rush, uh, Alex Coughlin, Callahan, Fred Rosser, and PCO versus Team Filthy, Jared Curtis and Tom Lawler, Eddie Edwards, and Joe Hendry. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Mike Bailey. Of course, this is going to be Will Ospreay and Mike Bailey. Sucks that we don't get that, but Tanahashi's a decent replacement there. Uh, Jeff Cobb versus Moose. Uh, Trey Miguel defending the Impact X Division title against Rocky Romero, Frankie Kazarian, Rich Swan, Clark Connors, and Kevin Knight. Uh, Impact World Tag Team titles, the Bullet Club of uh, Ace Austin and Chris Bay uh, versus uh, Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin, Motor City Machine Guns. Uh, Aussie Open again, Fletcher and Davis, and then TMDK, Bad Dude Tito and Shane Haste. Uh, New Japan Strong Openweight title, Kenta versus Minoru Suzuki. Uh, and then a women's uh, match, Mio Yamashita, uh, Diana Perazu, Giselle Shaw, and Masha Slamovich in a, in a four-way. See, see, I don't think this card looks that good. I, I mean, I think it looked good when Will and Mike was uh, Will and Mike Bailey was there, and you were like, "All right, cool." Yeah, like, that was that was arguably the best match of the whole week. Yes, of course, but, but I, I mean, kind of am with you. When when we were going through this in the previews, I got done with it, and I was like, "Ah, you know what? I am not that excited about this show. I thought I was, but I guess I'm not because it feels there's, like there's it would be better." Some, there's definitely some nice looking matches sure. on that show, and a couple of the others will probably over deliver. 
The rest of it looks like one of these impact fucking throw everybody on the cards, lump everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Too many multi-persons. Just, yeah. Just give us some singles matches. You know, but, but I mean, it'll be a good, it'll be a perfectly acceptable show. That'll probably end up being pretty good. And I would rather watch that than the undercard stuff on the DDT show, which is only going to annoy me. And I know I'm not going to like that because it's just not for me. I, you know, I'd rather watch a bang average impact show then watch the DDT stuff. And then, and then I could just catch the DDT recommendations from you later on. So then there's a, another circle six show. And then the night finishes up with for the culture at three in the morning, Eastern. Um, what run through that for the culture card. Cause yeah, I, I it's I'm not good this year. It, it's, it's really bad. And, and it seems like it's just not, it used to have a lot of attention on it and people used to really care. And it feels like they don't. So I, I, I don't know if this is fully updated because I do think that as the show was going on, somebody sent me a message that this has been changed. So I don't know. I'll try to figure out what that change was. Some something changed, but I'll give you the bi- the big matches that I know are still there. Uh, Willie Mack versus Billy Dixon, uh, Two Cold Scorpio versus Brian Keith, uh, Trisha Dora defending the Pan African uh, Diaspora World Wrestling World Title uh, versus Calvin Tankman. So we're doing a, a, a you know intergender oh, there, yeah. Um, the seven-way scramble has a bunch of people, but I want to say that that's been changed. I think that's the match that's been changed, so sorry. Um, and then, like, AC Max just in a random tag match or whatever. It's not good. It's a bad, bad show this year. It, it, it's None it's, of those matches you named are doing anything. No. Either. Too Cold Scorpio and Brian Keith, maybe, but I'm not that interested in seeing Scorpio anymore. Yeah, but like, the Too Cold thing, he, the Too Cold thing, man, no one was a bigger Too Cold fan than me. I. But that was in 1996, Joe. <laughs> like, we're, we're past that. Less said the better. I'm I'm over the too cold nostalgia thing though. I'm I'm over it. Um, you know the 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 intergender match can kick rocks. Um, what was the main event? What did you say the main event was? Again? I I don't know what the main event is. I don't know if it's Willie Mack versus Billy Dixon or 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 the. Okay, all right, maybe that's not the main event, but but Billy Dixon does nothing for me whatsoever. Well, I, I believe he's the one booking work. this uh, this year, so I think that's probably who you could uh, blame. Yeah, for well, this. yeah, because AJ Gray's out of the picture. Yeah. AJ Gray's you know with Circle Six now. So, um, yeah, I don't know that that's not looking too promising on paper, but it's a standalone show in the middle of the night and I'm going to be all over it because it's live wrestling standalone by itself, full attention. And, uh, we're getting after it this weekend, Rich, we're getting after it. Absolutely. Yeah. Cover it all. Cover it all. Uh, Friday things kick off bright and early 11 AM Jimmy Lloyd's G generation F. Uh, you got Tokyo Joshi Pro live in Los Angeles. That's at 12 p.m. You have a, a trio of uh, Circle Six shows. Jake Chris Firestarters, Zachary Wentz's Treehouse of Dreams, and AJ Gray's Power Hour. I will tell you, AJ Gray's Power Hour. The AJ Gray show doesn't look that bad. That looks that, real good. That's that's a beef boy show. That, that's a that's a meat man slapping meat. Yeah, it is. Give people the three matches. On yeah, that. That, that's a show to, to definitely circle there. It's Calvin Tankman versus Juicy Finale, which isn't great because Juicy kind of stinks. Yeah, but juice, Juicy stinks, yeah. Juicy, juicy stinks, stinks, but Tankman's good. Uh, Big Damo versus Jacob Fatu, which just inject that into my fucking veins, that, man. That could be awesome. And that then could be awesome. Jake something versus AJ Gray, which sounds pretty good, too. So that that's a good yeah, show. See, that's a one to watch. Two out of three look good. And the deal with these Circle Six shows is they're an hour. You're in and out, three matches. Um, that one, though, I remembered on paper looking good, and, and I remembered correctly. Um, I am going to watch those three Circle Six shows instead of the Tokyo. I am. I don't care what wrecks you give. Are you watching Tokyo Joshi? Uh, I guess I have to. Yeah, I, I will. 
don't give me any Rex because I'm not going to watch it. I cannot stand <laughs> what it. If, what if it's a – you know me. I like I, – I, I don't steer you wrong all that much. Are, are you still telling me? Even no, if I, I say – even no. if I say, Joe, I promise you, you're not going to do it. No, the stardom I will do. I'll watch – the only reason I don't watch stardom is because I am i don't have time in my life to learn all these – another promotion and with more storylines. and the. I, but I, I enjoy every stardom match you recommend to me. Have you ever given me a stardom wreck and I was like, oh, Rich, that no. sucked? No, that's why I say it. That's when people were like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, no, I, I know how to filter it to Joe. But Tokyo Joshi Pro, I yeah. know because a lot of, lot a of, lot of princesses, a lot of skirts. Yeah, it's not exactly. It's a bridge too far. I just, I, I, don't, I know I'm never, ever going to like these 90-pound girls wearing skirts, screaming at each other. Some of them have tails. Rich, I cannot fucking do it. <laughs> It's garbage. I, I I can't get into it. I can't take it seriously. Uh, they're all doing meteoras to each other over and over. I can't. I can't deal with it. That's all right. Um, yeah, it's fine. But then uh, the we, we things get cooking really at four p.m. Obviously four p.m. Pacific, uh, six p.m. for for us. It's uh, Supercard of Honor. At uh, uh, so we'll talk about that show. Obviously, do the interaction yeah, that for DDT that. Verse, that DDT versus Game Changer show looks abysmal. Oh, so I bad. Just, you couldn't. I couldn't book a worse show if I tried. How, how yeah, to use everybody awful. on the roster at to their least amount of value is, is, is how I'd book the the show that they booked. Terrible. I'm not. I I don't want to watch that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm probably gonna skip that one. I I, I can't lie. I uh, I think I'll get my fix of DDT the day day prior, and I do not think I can handle that match. But uh, uh, Supercard of Honor, I can't handle and will handle, so we'll watch that one. Uh, Prestige Wrestling has their Nervous Breakdown show, which actually looks pretty good. Prestige puts on a, a decent product, so uh, that one is on high spots. So that might be a, a later in the day watch because uh, it's up against. So if, the- so so if you so if you subscribe to High Spots, you're going to get the Mark Hitchcock Memorial, and you're going to get the Prestige show. Correct. 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 Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, prestige. I mean, the worst time slot possible up against Ring of Honor. Like you're just going to get decimated. <laughs> but uh, good for them. Uh, and then they're also up against SmackDown, which is going on as well. SmackDown in the WWE Hall of Fame, which I couldn't possibly care less. We're, we're not going to watch that or review yeah, that. Yeah, prestige so. absolutely buried. And if if you want to throw it in, they're going up against the No Peace Underground Deathmatch Show um, on the C6 YouTube channel. So yeah, C6 YouTube yeah. channel. So. There's a lot going on in that little time frame there. Um, yeah, Friday around you know, six I, to seven. There's a fuck ton going on. That, that's 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 a big, big, big night. I tell you what, though, the No Peace Underground does appeal to a different kind of crowd than the rest of that stuff. Then you know, like WWE fans aren't going to be locked into the No Peace. Underground. <laughs> no, you know no, they're I mean? not. <laughs> no, they're and, not. And the Ring of Honor, the people who want to watch Ring of Honor aren't going to care about SmackDown or No Peace Underground. You know what I mean? So it's it's like. Prestige is really the one that gets screwed because all those other shows have their own distinct crowd. Right, and they don't fit like any gonna... niche. Like, what, what's the niche that's like, no, 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 I'm a prestige wrestling guy. Like, other than people that yeah, just, just really, really show. like prestige yeah. wrestling, it's just another indie show on, 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 the, on the schedule. But, uh, yeah, right. kind of stinks for them. But uh, bad, bad time slot. Maybe they picked that time slot and we're like, ah, we'll be good. And then, yeah, all these other shows came and it's like, oh, shit. Uh, and then Friday night, the big show there is going to be Joey Janela's Spring Break 7. Uh, that is at uh, 8 p.m. Pacific. Uh, although I will say this year's cards still kind of coming together, which isn't great because like you got Kota Bushi and Joey Janela, which I love. Joey Janela was like, "Fuck it, I'm taking a Bushi this time." Like that, that he literally tweeted like, "No more Mister Nice Guy, I'm taking the good match." So he's taking uh, Kota Bushi. Uh, you got Mike Bailey versus Vikingo, which at this point Vikingo is probably going to be very tired because he's just had the match with Commander. So I'm a little worried about that. Uh, Motor City Machine Guns, Shelly and Saban versus the East West Express of Jordan Oliver and Nick Wayne. 
Uh, and then they booked uh, Maki Ito and Nick Gage in an open challenge and then declared the open challenge was going to be bussy. Yeah, no thanks. Um, <laughs> the rest of the announced stuff looks okay, and I don't think they're doing a clusterfuck. So they're not doing a clusterfuck. They are doing a, a brass ring ladder door ladder chair match, but they haven't announced who it, who's in it. So, Right, right. I think you might the, want to the announce that break. before people are getting in town, but you know, you do you all, you know, whatever. Nah, spring break's going to sell their tickets, and I, they needed a change. So getting rid of the clusterfuck, I think, is a good idea. That kind of wore out its welcome. So they'll do this other tongue-in-cheek gimmicky thing, and uh, some of that stuff looks okay. Um, so, you know, it's standalone. Also, there's nothing else going on during that time period if you're home on your couch. So everyone's going to be locked in to the uh to the Janela Spring Break show. Yeah, and that's going to be on Fight Plus as well. So even if you if you subscribe for 7.99 you're going to be able to watch it. So why the hell not, you know? Support on. It's uh, crazy. I mean, it really it, there's no it's the only show on. It's yeah. crazy like with all these shows, it's it's standalone. Well, Somehow is, it, or got, is it the only one airing? Uh so there's like the only one airing. Yeah, there's like Wrestle Pro Wrestling, Russell Crow Wrestling, but nobody gives a shit about that. And there's New yeah, yeah, yeah. Fear City Murder Mania, but nobody really cares. And then Millennium Pro Wrestling's MPW Mania from the Wrestling Academy, but no, there's there's not even that many shows to attend so it's like yeah if you're there in los angeles you're either going out to eat or you're going to check out janela's you're going out to a bar or whatever you're you gonna really be pretty got late. a great spot yeah got a great spot in terms of the pay-per-view and in terms of yeah a, that's really a great spot it's a standalone so uh and then emo fights uh uh concludes the night with uh leo rush no longer on the show he is too hurt but uh not hurt enough to face kushida on the new japan show uh otherwise on the card you have jimmy jacobs versus kevin blackwood that that's is an it. emo fight. Yep. That that's an emo fight. Mm-hmm. So. A concert by Wickerface Springs Eternal as well. Wow, well, friend Ex- of the show. Exclusive notes. He's going to do maybe two, maybe three songs. So that's what you get from a friend of the show. You, mm-hmm. you get exclusive notes. So. <laughs> exactly. He doesn't know what's going on for the show just yet. So we'll see. That and and perfect performer for emo fight. <laughs> right. I, I, and then yes. uh, things kind of fall off. Believe it or not, I mean, people don't want to be anywhere near WrestleMania before, after anything. So you got Saturday, April 1st, bright and early, Joe. Well, not bright and early. Not that bright and early for us. But bright and early if you're in Los Angeles. Can you imagine going to the Crypto.com Arena at 10 a.m. for NXT Stand and Deliver? Good God. Chug your coffee. Eat your fucking Cinnamon Toast Crunch. That's WWE sponsored Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And drive over to the Crypto.com Arena so you can get in there in time. Show kicks off at 10 a.m., Pacific time. That is wild to watch. To watch Roxanne Perez have a fake mental breakdown. <laughs> right? I cannot wait uh, for that. But uh, it's it's on it's on its own. So it's like fuck. I gotta watch this, don't I? And I do because there's nothing else going on. Uh, Saturday, April first uh, at 11 a.m. You got Effie's Big Gay Brunch six in Los Angeles. That is on Fight Plus. Uh, and then WrestleMania goes Hollywood Saturday. That is at uh, kicking off 4:30 Pacific. Uh, we'll obviously do an instant reaction for that. Uh, what I do love though is after that show is concluded. GCW Gringo Locos, The World on Lucha 2, which I think looks phenomenal. I think that looks like one of my favorite shows of the entire weekend. Uh, and last year's show I loved as well. Uh, really excited to watch this one uh, again this year. I, I think Gringo Locos is doing a really, really cool job uh, uh, booking these shows. So, yeah, really, really cool stuff. Uh, Toxin is, of course, out. So I, I don't know if they've made a replacement as of this recording. I didn't see it. But uh, it's Toro. it was supposed to be Toros, Latigo, and Toxin versus Aramis, uh, Erez, and, and, and Commander. But obviously, that's going to have to get changed. Psycho Clown versus Gringo Loco. 
uh, Sequel Play and Miedo Extremo versus uh, Bestia Six 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 and Damian Six Six Six. The I think the most underrated match of the entire Mania weekend. And I don't know if it's because people are just assuming Vikingo is going to be dead by this point, but Vikingo versus Laredo Kid on this show is my kind of shit, man. I, I love those two, and I know they've wrestled before, but uh, this one I'm definitely excited about. Uh, Negro Casas versus uh, Tony Deppin and Sexy Star, not that Sexy Star uh, versus Dolce uh, Tormenta. So another standalone show, and it starts at midnight uh, our time. So I'm just thinking. Um, I, I, I'm hoping there'll be enough time to do our live instant reaction and then catch this show from the start. Yeah, um, it might so have to be I on in the background. The, yeah, it might have to be on the on in the background for the, the openers, but we'll see. Well, let's see. If it start if if WrestleMania starts at six thirty, it's gonna go four hours. That's ten thirty. The Lucha show starts at midnight. It's good. Yeah, we could squeeze if we do a ninety minute instant reaction. For WrestleMania, which is hard for us to do, ninety minutes. But that show might stink. Um, so there, there's a good. We we might be able to get done in ninety minutes because that show just might suck. So, you, you know, we could just set hard outs for once nah. and adhere to them. Nah, that's nah, yeah. not fun. Not um, gonna happen. We talk about the Reds. But, we, we talking about the the yeah. bullpen. You're about the Reds bullpen and how you're worried about them, and I'll be mad. I about probably it. will be complaining because they'll. Yeah, that'll be after game <laughs> right. two. They'll probably. Blow it in the eighth. Brian Reynolds will hit a fucking double for the Pirates in the top of the ninth and put him up 4-3, and I'll be all annoyed. Um, My White no, Sox will be if, absolutely getting pissed by the Astros all weekend. So, yeah, we'll, 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 that show will go long. So the Saturday roll-up would be NXT, the Gay Brunch, and the Lucha Show. If you know the, That'll be the Saturday wrap-up yeah. show in addition to the if, – if, if, I think that one's very doable because the Lucha Show will probably go about two hours, and I can record that baby at – you know, two thirty or three a.m. This is psycho shit, but I'm ready for it. I'm fucking ready for it, Rich. Wall to wall audio. That's gonna be great. I don't yeah, know just, who's just, gonna be more tired, Vikingo's body or me watching <laughs> or all of his wrestling. Yeah, it's by gonna the end be neck it. and neck. It really is gonna be neck and neck, man. Oh my god, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see. But uh, there's also barroom blitz from Circle Six, but I don't think that is on their uh, their their YouTube. So that's at eleven p.m. Why would they Pacific? Wait, so there's just one random show they're not. <laughs> don't ask me. You try to ask me what Circle Six is doing. I don't know. It might be so late. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Uh, and then Sunday, two shows on Sunday. Uh, only one streaming though. So unless you're in Los Angeles, you're not gonna be able to enjoy Second Wrestling's Mitzvah Mania, the all Jewish wrestling show, which I love. Love, love, love the. Uh, uh, what I also love too is in our schedule page. At some point, the 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 uh, the, sh- the sorting got screwed up. So as far as I can see, Sunday, April second, second wrestling mitzvah mania, twelve thirty p.m. at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California, which I love. Yeah, uh, and then WrestleMania. Unfortunately, night one will be at SoFi Stadium, but night two, I will be at Temple Beth Am in Los Angeles. So uh, a more intimate uh, a setting. You remember what did they say for Money in the Bank? They said uh, we're going to go to the more intimate setting of the uh, uh, the T-Mobile Arena or whatever, the MGM Grand Garden Arena. Uh, WrestleMania goes Sunday is going to do that. Or WrestleMania goes Hollywood Sunday is going to do that. Going to the, the the Temple Beth Am for 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 Cody yes. versus Roman, which I appreciate. So. WrestleMania at the Jewish Temple. With the uh, with the temporary wall separating the WrestleMania show from someone's bar mitzvah <laughs> right. on the other side of the wall is is what's happening there, while the while the mitzvah mania is taking place in SoFi yeah. in front of uh, yeah 
Absolutely. 70,000 people. But uh, I do believe those are going to be switched. And I believe Mitzvah Mania will, in fact, be taking place uh, from Temple Beth Am. And that uh, WrestleMania, they're going to go back-to-back nights in, in SoFi Stadium. So, uh, again, not much on Sunday. It's streaming-wise, uh, only uh, uh, WrestleMania. So I've targeted that as like a time to maybe catch up on some stuff. And who knows? Like, if there's stuff that we've missed, I, I could watch or you could watch. or we, we'll, we'll figure it out uh, day of. But I, I keep an eye on Sunday because there might be some open time uh, to do some stuff on Sunday. But, of course, Sunday night, concluding it all. WrestleMania goes Hollywood Sunday, instant reaction live, flagship patreon.com, patreon.com slash voices of wrestling, voices of wrestling.com slash patreon, $10 tier for that. And again, you're going to want to listen to that one because that is Cody versus Roman. And no matter what happens, no matter what the result is, there will be plenty, plenty to talk about with that one. Yeah. That's it, man. WrestleMania weekend. We're going to have you covered. We've already had you covered better than anybody else. If you're looking for a full schedule, uh, we kind of ran it down there. But if you want an entire schedule of every single match that's going on, uh, VoicesOfWrestling.com is we're going to be able to find that. We've had a bunch of previews. We've had written previews. I did nine hours of audio previews about WrestleMania weekend. Uh, We're going to have reviews throughout the weekend as well uh, at VoicesOfWrestling.com. In addition to the flagship stuff, like we said. You're definitely going to get, again, last last plug here. You're going to get three guaranteed instant reactions. ROH, WrestleMania Saturday, WrestleMania Sunday. Along the way, you're going to get um, daily wrap-up shows up to or possibly more than seven to eight. Or what, What's the up to we're at at this point? Minimum, you're getting like one or two, right? Minimum, you're getting one or two. Maximum, you might get seven additional shows with, with all. Or no, no, no. Sorry. Seven, including the three, right? The three instant reactions. We're doing four. Yeah, we're doing four shows that are locked in. Locked in. What are you, what are you asking? Yeah, so there's four up more. To, up to seven, possibly, depending on how yeah, things all shake seven. out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, correct. It's a lot of audio. It's good stuff. But yeah, the the, 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 the nightly wrap-up stuff, that'll be available on our $5 tier. But uh, you're probably just going to want to get $10, get those instant reactions. So come on, be smart about this. And uh, all right, that I believe is it. So that has been another episode of the flagship. Again, voicesofwrestling.com is going to have you covered all of this WrestleMania weekend, uh, in addition to everything going up at flagship patreon.com, patreon.com slash voices of wrestling, voices of wrestling.com slash patreon. So get ready. It's the biggest wrestling weekend of the, of the year, and we're going to cover it better than anybody else. We will see you throughout the weekend. Talk to you guys next time. That's Joe. I'm Rich. We're out flagship podcast. Bye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc 
Hey, kids, do you like wrestling? Well, we like wrestling, too. We are Shake Them Ropes here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Myself and Chris Novembrino kind of doing a lazy river of wrestling criticism, going through the news and whatever happened in stateside television wrestling. And also, you know what? Sometimes we just like to watch old stuff and talk about that, too. Love for you to give us a listen. If you haven't already, we are Shake Them Ropes here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network.